1: Pada Sushi, a new sushi place here at the Albertsons in Newland
0: Center. Your go to spot for grab and go sushi, handmade fresh daily. You can get all your favorites or get something custom. And make sure to stop by on Fridays for the $5 special. Pada Sushi at Albertsons in the Newland Center off of Beach and Adams. Foo Wax, the wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean, Late night? Always under my feet. And Chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And Layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Foo Wax. The best wax in the game. Foo Wax. Bonsai balls. They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck. They also get their honey from a and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn! They've got seven locations. And download the Bonsai Bowl app to... Skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl,
1: healthy, delicious. Caliente Southwest
0: Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads, vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com. Or go to the
1: restaurant in Costa Mesa off 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it, I've had it, it's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing, only 100 calories, all organic, no sugar, also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland hard Seltzer. There is a saying that You don't stop playing when you grow
0: old, but rather you grow old when you stop playing. Iconic Life is an adventure-driven company that seeks to embrace life to the fullest and to never stop playing. Check out their natural hemp CBD products that help those
1: that believe in that philosophy. Check out Iconic.com Spelled I-K-A-N-I-K Again, iconic.com or on their Instagram at Iconic Life. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast.
0: Whew, it's Friday. Cheers. We got a former pro surfer, a ripper. This guy has done a tremendous job with the youth and supporting the surf community in Pismo Beach. He's an engineer. He's put on surf events. He actually has a 501c3 nonprofit, and he uh, throws together a yearly annual uh, event called Still Frothy, and it's part of a festival in in Pismo Beach. We want to hear more about that. Welcome, Walter Cerny. Yeah, go
2: yeah, we'll get a beer pretty soon here, boys. Nice, <laughs> dude.
0: Stoked to finally
1: make this happen.
2: Yeah. Yes. So oh, almost got to meet you in the water. Too bad we didn't we didn't cross paths sooner out there in the water the other day.
1: I know. I, I'll uh we'll be we'll be coming up there soon.
2: Yeah, heads up next time.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's a little uh, home away from home for us now. But um, so I I just got hit up yes a couple days ago by one of our friends. Before we start interviewing you, I wanted to give a shout out to. This guy who's an old-time surfer, HB local. Uh, I don't even know his real name, but I think everyone calls him Pops. Pops. But uh, he does uh, he does window cleaning. So anybody out there in Huntington Beach, in the coastal community, his name's Pops, window cleaning gig, uh, call him 714-580-2661.
0: Yeah, Pops. Any he rips. He's out in the water like a frothy Grom. Surfs every day. And we love him.
2: But, That's a pure local, kind of like butter and the boys and Parmi and those guys, one of those guys.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Total old school. Everybody loves them. Um, but cool. Let's get started. Um, how did how did your love for surfing begin, Mr. Cerny?
2: For me, I was very fortunate to grow up um, on the North Shore of Oahu and have siblings that were already into the surfing and bodyboarding before I was. My eldest sister surfed actually really well. And she surfed with uh, another girl that had a brother named Coloy Bloomfield that's a, actually a lifeguard on the North Shore and a longtime friend. Wow. And he got me motivated to get off my bodyboard, which I was standing up on, and, and enjoying him on a harbor and surfing. And so I have to probably credit Coloy Bloomfield and my sister Cindy for really getting behind me to get off a damn boogie board and get on a surfboard. And what age was that at? I would say it was about eleven. I was a late starter, even though I grew up on the North Shore. I didn't, I didn't want to jump on the water. I think my grandfather had to throw me in at about ten to get me in the water because I just didn't want to swim. Yeah. So,
1: so you were born on the North Shore. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. And um, where,
0: where, what part of North Shore did you live?
2: Holiva. Uh, crazy,
0: but but being a bodyboarder over there was pretty common. I know in other, you know. Parts of the surf, you know, kind of coast, you know, along here. It's just you don't see it. In Hawaii, you see no, a lot of boogie but boards. But
2: you're also forgetting how old I am. Like the body boards <laughs> we were on were the original Mori boogies that you got them and you glued them together. I don't know if you guys <laughs> ever knew that. They came in kits. There was an interior foam and you glued it. My dad had to glue all this crap together. So they were the literally the, the original Mori boogie body boards. So they were, there was, it was an infancy in the body board.
1: You, you had to put together your own boogie boards back then? Yep. That is awesome.
0: Hey, we didn't we didn't hear that
2: Our from Len. Dad Breezy. told us that no. anyway. Maybe he's lying. <laughs> <I don't
1: know. laughs> so so your sister, she was a surfer.
2: Yes, she okay. was really good.
1: Huh? That's crazy. Yeah. And because uh, back then there wasn't that many girl surfers, right? I mean, you know,
2: no, there there wasn't a, a lot. There were some really well known Hawaiian pro surfers. I mean, there was the Lynn Boyer and a Marva Orberg and Rel Sun real son and uh a few of those women like that there were there there were more hawaiians i think back then mm. sherry gross and and those girls they all ripped but i don't remember much as far as outside of hawaii back then
1: yeah huh. so what uh what were your parents born there too or are they transplants
2: transplants okay. my dad uh, my dad worked for cnh sugar for
0: hiring with indeed your search is over Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills
2: there's a big learning curve with welding virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact for years over there
0: oh wow that's cool california hawaii sugar company
2: (laughs) that's right (laughs) that's my my connection yeah california hawaii surfing
1: (laughs) Nice. nice so 11 years old late bloomer did you take to it pretty uh, quickly? Did you progress pretty quickly?
2: I think so, because I think, like I said, standing up on a bodyboard was kind of tricky. And so I did that for about a year. And, and I think the movement over to surfing was, was pretty easy, except for there was a few times where I got whacked in the head or something. I wanted to quit because I'm like, screw this hardboard stuff. Let's yeah. get me back on a bodyboard. But I think my dad was probably probably whacking me in the head, too, when after and telling me to get back on a surfboard, so... <laughs> So I he stuck with the surfboard thankfully. No
1: pressure, no pressure. Was <laughs> yeah, your dad no a pressure. surfer too? What's that? Was your dad into surfing too?
2: He was, but he was he was he was very much a no, very much a novice. He he worked too much and he was into diving and skiing. He's a really great skier. Uh, but his surfing was was lacking. But nice. he, he loved it.
0: Cool. So cool. so what kind of board did you uh hand me down or did you what, did you get your sister's board or where did you go to the shop? What what board did you get?
2: I think my first board was like a, a lightning bolt board that one of my sisters, one of her hand me downs for sure. I think yep. it was a, a single wing swallow, single fin. So, or single bump, I should say. Yeah. You know, swallow tail, single fin.
1: And and you said Kaloi uh, Bloomfield was uh, your partner in crime in the beginning. Yes.
2: Yep. Okay.
1: And he's a goofy footer, right? He is. Yeah. Like skinny blonde haired kid rode for local motion.
2: Yep, that's Koloa. Okay. Yep, and he, before that, he wrote for Dick Brewer. I was always envious. He had these killer Dick Brewer custom boards when we were kids. They were so amazing. Nice. Yeah, I remember him. He was, t- very, he was a very talented surfer. as yeah, well. Yeah,
0: I remember him tearing it up when I came over in the nineties. A lot. He, he was definitely ripping.
2: He's still holding it down at Chuns, uh, being a lifeguard over there. You should get. You should nab him on the program. He's a classic dude. He's got. I don't know how he does it, but his memory is incredible. That guy remembers everything way back when i mean wow. he dropped names on me and i'm like how the hell do you remember that stuff yeah
0: how funny do you get over there often you
2: ever go um, we try to go a couple times a year yeah
0: cool so
1: um did you start surfing contests or how old were you when you when you start surfing contests
2: i think the first contest came pretty quick because uh thankfully the guys at the elite surf center always had the menuhuni contest which yeah. was really a great thing when you look back on it And what they did for the community, and it's still going. I think it's, I don't remember how many years they've been running now, uh, 40-something years of the Menuhoni Classic. And, you know, all my buddies, Kolohe, Mike Walsh, Brock Little, Clark Little, all those guys ran it. So it was kind of natural for them to push me to be in it. And oddly enough, the first year I was in it, I took third. So I was pretty energized the first year in. Yeah.
0: I think, I think people don't realize what a kid friendly, like beginner wave like Holiva is like, you know, like you go down there and it's like family and parties on the beach and it's a really good like spot. And you know you only see pretty much footage of when it's super gnarly, but it's just it's got <laughs> yeah. you know it's got this killer little like reform the kids are playing in the shore break and um, we we love it doing beach days over there. Yeah,
2: no, it's definitely killer. I know Kaloi sent me a video a while back where he had his, his kids were out surfing the inside, and then Ken Bradshaw, who both Kaloi and I rode his boards for for a long time, were sitting on the beach and his kids were out there surfing with Kaloi's kids on like a day like you were talking about where it's you know waist high and it's a perfect great little spot for going. the. Kids kids to go learn
0: yeah
1: so you went how long did you live on the north shore
2: until I was about I think 17 oh, 16 wow. or 17 so um,
1: were you actively surfing contests all the time or
2: yeah, I, I, but I didn't have much luck after that first event. I don't know if it was because I was a Howley, but there was a lot of contests that would come in, and people would be like, hey, I think you got second or third in that, and I end up in fifth or sixth. So <laughs> It was it was discouraging, but I still kept doing them. I don't know why. I was a glutton for punishment or something. But yeah, yeah. I kept doing them because it was fun to go with the boys and hang out at the beach and watch them make the finals and all that stuff, but... They were great guys to learn from. I mean, so many guys like the, the Napoleons and Todd Chesser and Brock and all those guys. It was it was just a. the surf contests were so much fun back then. You actually hung out with your buddies. And yeah. I don't know, it seems different to me nowadays, but, you know, that kind of spread out, you know, guys from town all hung out with the guys from the country and stuff. So it was just good times.
0: Yeah. Did you guys, was there events like on like bowls and Sandy Beach? And was there other events around?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There was Queens. I remember Queens. It was a, was a fun one, but. Queens was always so tough, and yeah. then Bulls, and Bulls is tough because those guys that know Bulls, were, it's such a yeah. you know, and, and Chuns, I think where there was one, and Holiva. I would say if I remember those four. There might have been one at Macaha. I'm pretty sure there was Miley Point, but, maybe or the yeah. yeah, yep, Miley and Alii. So yeah, there was it was kind of HSA was the thing back then. I think yeah. HSA is still around as well. I think yeah.
1: So you must uh, we had Kaipo Guerrero on the show a while back. You must have uh, had some run-ins with him, right? yep not running it in a bad pack, way too. but surf contest wise
2: yeah. yeah we we also had like i don't know what how we formed it or what started it, but we had a little pack called the water rats and uh you know there are a couple of townies in it from two like kaipo and a lot of the country kids like you know ricky also ricky irons and all those guys were in it it was kind of our little you know fun little surf club we had yeah we do a little contest on the side you know just on our own too that's yeah.
1: funny ricky irons um I didn't know he was from the North Shore either. Was he from North Shore or South Shore?
2: He's North Shore. Yeah. That's yeah, I think he's been, I don't know how long he, he's been over here for quite a while too.
0: Yeah. What, what, um like, what was your, like, your your local spot? Was it, like, you're in Haleva? Did you guys have transportation to go up and surf, you know, like, back door, Rocky Point? You know?
2: No, we, we're, I was a Lonnie's guy, a Lonnie camp. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we had waves there, so it was, I just pretty much did that most of the time. It was easy. Not much for transportation. It's not like over here where you could jump on the bus and take your board. You kind of either had a bummer ride from you know yeah. somebody's sister or your older sisters drove you. So most of the time we just stayed locally. And, and in the summer when it was small, we'd dirt bike. Or that's probably in the summertime is probably when we would hitch rides from sisters and go to town or, yeah. and go, go hang out in town all day or go hang out by Kahuku and surf over there too. Yeah. that's
1: awesome so you spent most of your childhood on the North Shore um, yes so how you know we, we talk about it with with uh, with Ross we had Ross Williams on the show too and you know he,
2: he, grew up, he grew up down the street too
1: yeah that's that's cool so was that your like uh, little little pack like him and Brock little and Chloe?
2: yep and ronald hill was another guy who and turned up being yeah. a really good uh, longboard surfer and he's still around living over there nice. doesn't surf as much as he should yeah we have there was a, a good group out there the budros noah and christian before yeah. they you know you know probably noah from hb now but yeah, yeah. for a while but he grew up right down the street from us and we all those guys were part of our water track.
0: that's
1: yeah. a that's a bunch of howleys though bro <laughs> <laughs> talking yeah, a bunch of howlies.
2: Like maybe the North Shore has had too much. I mean, hey, don't tell Kolohe that or Ronald. They're both Hawaiian. let just give you smack. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: so, awesome. So uh, tell us uh, who was your, you know, who was your first uh, sponsor?
2: Uh, first sponsor was Ken Bradshaw. And, uh, I mean, it's, you know, Ken, Ken was a cool dude. And he sponsored Colohe. And I don't know if you guys ever knew Jason Majors, who was, you yeah. know, a legend then. And Ronnie Burns and, and. Uh, Trying to remember some of the other guys that you know. Aaron G- Aaron Gerberich was another guy that was on Ken Bracho when I was there. So he was definitely the first one, but he was a character because he was so damn stubborn about thrusters. He always wanted us on single fins, so we we had to write single fins longer than we wanted to.
1: That's funny. Wow, old school right there. Maybe that <laughs> yeah. uh, he had a he good? didn't
2: believe twin he didn't believe in twin fins and he didn't believe in thrusters.
1: Well, you can't tell Chandler what to do, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nope, not at all. He won't listen.
1: That's funny. What about uh, like uh, clothing sponsors or or
2: shop sponsors? I didn't didn't have any shop sponsors over there or clothing sponsors. Like I said, I, I was I was D team over there in HSAs. So I got I got shut down in contests, so all my friends rode for guys over there. But I was always jealous of you know Brock and those guys riding for HIC, and they had the raddest airbrushes. And you know Jeannie Chester always did the killer's airbrushes for those guys, and and she's still around and and did a killer airbrush for me a while back with checkers and all that stuff. So oh, that's cool. I was jealous of that. I really didn't get sponsors until I moved to California.
0: Yeah. What, what was like, you know, the, like the shops like scene where, you know, there's a couple of good shops in, in Haleva, Like where was there a spot, you know, spots you went and watched like surf movies and hung out. At? Was there any shops? That,
2: God, know? the only shop, there was two shops. There was the Barry Kanata Pui shop, BK, which was next door to Stortos, which I think Stortos is actually still in the same same vicinity, maybe the same building, but they might have flipped sides. And so, you know, that was the big surf shop in Haleiwa. and then I forgot the name of the one at, at uh, maybe you guys remember by Cammies. There was maybe there's Sunset Surf Shop. I can't remember. I think there was one down there, but there really wasn't much on the North Shore. Yeah. And as far as movies, I mean, we had the Haleiwa Theater until they mowed that down for McDonald's. So there was that was that was pretty some pretty classic stuff i think if my parents knew what the well the older guys were doing at those movies they wouldn't have let <laughs> us go yeah I mean, was, everything went down in those movies it was no, scary. no smoke
0: alarms in that building <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> no smoke alarms no, no beer alarms no whatever you got alarms but we we always talk about that
0: like nostalgic like old school theater you know watching watching the the surf movies that came out and how impactful it was on the big screen and, and having the generations of surfers, you know, all there under one roof, all celebrating like surf. And we miss we miss those times.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think the vibe just kinda was, was so different and it created such, you know it created respect, I think, for your elder surfers and you got to, you know, rub elbows with it. The, the guys you were there were your heroes. The, yeah. for me, the Dwayne Websters and the Mike Latronics and all those guys would be at those movies and As groms we were chatting with them or sitting right next to them or or their beard roll by us and hit us in the leg or something it was pretty cool i mean those movies were packed and it was and it was just different nowadays i mean the whole crowd went nuts when somebody got a killer wave it's not like you go see a super movie a theater nowadays and people are quiet it was just just a different atmosphere it was just really cool
0: yeah, the whistling, the intro, like every, like you said, the, the, the vibe right before they starts, the whole place starts whistling and hooting and yeah, hollering. as soon as the lights go down,
2: the <laughs> lights go down.
0: So,
1: so growing up on the North Shore, you know, you've got, you said your spot was Lanikai, you surf Haleiwa, like there's so many spots, Pipeline, Sunset you know, Bellsyland. Did you surf all those places? Were you able to like freely go to all those different places?
2: I, not really. I mean, it was kind of a different time and era back there. I think for, you know, I mean, you had the hui that was a, a major presence and, you know, the black shorts and all that stuff. And, and there was respect and etiquette back then, which I think is sadly lacking nowadays. And so, you know, you kind of knew your spots. And as beginners, you know, I would surf the inside at Lonnie's and I wouldn't go get in the way of the older guys at Lonnie's that knew what they were doing and, and the better surfers. And the times we'd go surf, you know, we'd surf like Molokahana, which is Goat Island. And, you know, that's kind of the summer spot or, you know, inside sunset where, you know, the little double ups there or monster mush and all that stuff. But for me, you know, I didn't really surf pipe or all that stuff just because I was kind of intimidated by the crowd. So I just chose to surf, you know, in front of my house near Lonnie Kea and just yeah. get as many waves as I could without you know the debate yeah the hassle.
1: yeah it's it's interesting right even like listening to you because you you grew up pretty much until you were 17 right in the heart of it um and, and even you still say it's it was difficult to do right because I mean that's that's to, I'm not a big wave surfer at all but you know you're you're kind of you have to when you live there right like your 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 friends will be like dude what the heck you're being a wuss you know like you kind of have to uh step up when when the conditions are right and it's perfect i'm sure you know your your pals are like egging you on saying hey we're out there right you're like yeah "Uh, Yeah, you guys are
2: Brock was so far ahead of his time, you know, Brock would be the guy that all the rest of us would be sitting on the inside and Brock would be up charging, you know, double overhead waves on the outside. And then as we got older, him and Chesser really would push everybody and start pushing them more and more towards the outside. But maybe that's why I moved over here. I was afraid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is my exit out. So so um, going back to, to you being younger and growing up and, you know, being on the North Shore and every year. The circus, you know, the world comes to the North Shore, right? Triple Crown of surfing, like, um, tell us, you know, some of the times that, uh, like, you saw Sean Thompson, you know, Peter Townsend, Kanga, like, you know, even even Lopez, the, yeah, even the local people, like, that must have been so, because like for us, that's like, you know, a generation
0: or to well you know linden's old i'm not but <laughs> yeah but, but <laughs> this i mean our locals thought we had one event here which was like the us open or the op pro but like you had you know the triple crown and we just want to get that experience from a local kid and what it was like going to those events on the beach and yeah did you go to the events and and like yeah
1: it, it was out. pretty
2: amazing. I, I think the one, and I, I wish I could find it, it's probably buried in the attic somewhere. I, I've got to go dig around and search for it. And I keep telling myself to go look for it, but I keep forgetting it Was was the Hall Eva Contest. And I think it was like when it was on ABC and everything. And I remember all those guys you just named, I got all their autographs on my OP. I think it was actually the OP Pro, too. I think it was, yeah. And I got him all the autograph, my cheesy foam hat. I got, you I know, think the great, you know, the Sean Thompson, the Mike Thompson. I think even Reno Abalera might have been in that. And Mike Ho. And, you know, there are so many other great Hawaiian surfers, too. Like, you know, the, the Mark Liddells, the, the guys, Bobby Owens, guys that don't get a whole lot of rep. And, you know, and obviously the, the major guys like Dan Kialoa. I think I had all those guys sign that hat. So, yeah. as gotta a grind that was pretty damn cool just to have that. And also the Aussies and all that, that were there. But you know it was cool and, and pipe too pipe was another amazing one i mean it just yeah. you know just to sit there in awe and watch those guys and you know from watching it as a kid up to an adult i got to see some pretty cool stuff go down i mean i even saw california chris menzi and, and do well and joy baran i got to witness both of those lives so that was that was pretty cool
1: yeah frohoff too had a had a couple uh
2: oh, he was great there yeah and actually, McNulty, uh, Brian McNulty did very well there one year. I think yeah. he made the quarters, yeah. The, Bo- the Boosie Boosie Boosie
0: brother, he made a final, or he might have made two, maybe two. Yeah, I of think I was gone words.
2: by then. He's a kid, yeah.
1: So, <laughs> so tell us, did you ever experience pipe? Did you ever surf pipe?
2: I did, and I, I only surfed it on the smaller days. Again, the crowd was just so intimidating, yeah. and you know, I think you know. Being out of your element—that wasn't really my spot—and there were so many good surfers or great surfers there that I just tended to say, "Well, I'm going to get one wave out there in two hours, or I'm going to get 30 waves by my house in an hour," and I would just tend to do that.
0: Yeah, the pecking, pecking order back then and even today is still pretty pretty stacked. and it's heavier heavy. now, right? And yeah,
2: well, I mean, you, you had the Perry Danes and the Dane Kailoa's and you know the Johnny Boy Gomes back then, so it was it was very intimidating to say yeah. the least.
0: And, and those guys are, Marvin Foster yeah.
2: yeah and Marvin Marvin was amazing
0: <laughs> and those guys are all getting like waiting for the perfect waves and you're getting the scraps and the closeouts and most <laughs> yeah, likely taking, gonna no, hit reef
2: but that's but that's how surfing should be right I mean yeah. that's, that's yeah. to me is something that has been lost in surfing it's you know be it your spot down there or, or the spot up here you know you're getting hassled by kids that are just beginners. Where yeah. back then we we stood back and we like, hey, this guy's the best guy in the water. Let him catch the best wave. Yeah, that's you no. Know, it's just a different. It's interesting to see that the changes I
0: was know. was Ron, Ronnie Burns in that that group too? Is he around that same age? Huh?
2: Yes, he was. Like I said, that, that was I've got a, a great old picture of him, Kolohe, Aaron, uh, Ken Bradshaw, Aaron Gerbach, uh, Gerbach, and who's the other one in the picture? Oh, when we wrote for Bradshaw, Ronnie was Ronnie was a cool dude. Nice, he was. Yeah. Quiet, but he was that guy. Ripped. If you go look at his boards too, and you think about how ahead of it the time he was, that guy rode the smallest boards in massive pipe and massive Indo like years before guys were doing it. And
0: he was a big dude, right? Pretty tall, yeah. Like compared to you know other, you know the average surfer.
2: Yeah, and he still served really well in everything. He was a big lanky dude, but he ripped. And yeah. we all—he was another guy we all looked up to. He was amazing.
0: I remember watching him in in some of those Billabong movies, at Rocky uh, Rocky left. And yeah, he was he was getting like fins out, you know, kind of almost doing that lip slide back then. Definitely progressive.
2: Yeah, and like I said, look how small those boards are back then. It was pretty amazing when you think about it. That back in the early '90s, or I think is when those were right. Is that about those the Billabong movies were?
1: Yeah, late, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. So um, I hate to, like, keep asking you about surf spots, but, you know, just just trying to gauge, like, you know, be, you being a grom, being a, a white kid in Hawaii, right? Um, what about, like, Waimea or Sunset or those places? Did you ever try to surf those places or?
2: I did. I surfed Waimea probably, like, two or three times and had fun. And. Scared shitless, but fun. Yeah. And same with Sunset. I got Sunset, actually one of my biggest, giantest barrels of all time there. And, and uh, it was classic because I, I had six buddies out and none of them saw it. And I'm like, oh, maybe that wasn't a great barrel. But I, I went home that night and my mom was running to a couple Aussies next door. And they're like, hey, mate, were you wearing a flora wetsuit, wetsuit at Sunset? And I said, yeah. And they both just literally started. They were having beers deep, and they started jumping around. They're like, "Mate, that barrel was fucking mental!" We saw the barrel, and I'm like, "Oh, somebody saw it." That's awesome. In, in, in front of your mom? Uh, no, my oh. mom was you know my mom was in the house, but I was oh, okay. just so ecstatic that somebody saw it. But I mean, they were just pumped. I mean, they were more excited than I was. I mean, I love Aussies because Aussies just they get they get surfing. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, no, I mean, I that like I said, I've, I've got sunset three or four times. Again, the crowds are just so gnarly at some of those spots, and I think. I think one of my three times out there, Johnny Boy told me to paddle in, and I asked Bradshaw what to do, and he's like, "Well, just when he paddles next to you, make sure you go to, the, to go get smashed in the whitewash, get pounded, and paddle back out." And wow! Sure enough, I did. So, like I said, you know, just you got to respect, you know, that's, yeah. that's good guys' spots.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine having to deal with not only big waves but big locals, <laughs> you know, because it's like, you know, you you have one thing that's like there and you're trying to master it but then you have these dudes that are like you know you want to respect them but then you you're you know you're like well i want to get my i want to get this i want to try to get a a bomb but then you know you want to be respectful and then don't want to cross paths with the wrong people like boy (laughs) goats. yeah
2: yeah but it was so bizarre because you have guys like that and then i remember one of my other times i stripped at sunset at like a a ten foot giant west closeout came in and my leash broke and I was out as far as far as you can be and it was probably my second time out there and I start swimming for the channel and I hear this guy scream at me and I'm like oh crap I thought you know my board hit somebody and I turn around it's Mike Ho and I'm like oh no I hit Mike Ho and he goes he goes what are you doing go, I'm swimming in he yeah. goes no 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 swim. he goes he goes see that house right there he goes swim straight for it he goes whatever you do just swim straight at that house go over the shallow zone don't even worry. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you so much. So I just start swimming straight in, and I hear I hear him screaming again. I'm like, oh, no, what did I do now? And I turn around, and he goes, wait, wait, wait. And he stands up on his board, and he looks around, and he goes, no set. Go now, go now. And I was just – to this day, I just – I didn't know that I didn't know Michael at all. And I'm just like, that was the coolest thing I ever yeah. experienced. You know, one of the Hawaiian guys, I was like, that is cool. He didn't have to do that. He could have just let me go get stuck in the rip for an hour or whatever. Yeah. It was really nice.
0: Yeah, I remember... Like, I
2: got to thank him about a year ago, and he laughed.
0: That's awesome. I, I remember seeing, like, Michael and, like, Bobby Owens and a couple guys. It'd be 10 foot, and they wouldn't even be wearing leashes. They would just surf Sunset without a leash because they just knew where to go, how to dodge, and I would trip out. I'm like,
2: what? Yeah. I know. How good was Bobby Owens, too? Yeah. Talk about underrated. That guy was so smooth.
1: And he's not even from, from Hawaii. He's from Florida originally, right?
2: I can't remember when he was there. You was a Hawaii or local there. I don't yeah, know how long you've yeah. yeah, been there.
1: I think um, I heard it from somebody else, but he's from Florida originally. But uh, so, how about uh, surf trips? Did you take any any surf trips when you were
0: younger?
2: Not really. I I, I don't think so. Didn't no, have to be living
0: not... on the North Shore.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To, to, to town, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we went yeah. To, to bowls. What I What about like other out. islands? You you go over to Kauai or Maui <laughs> to surf? No, not at all. That really wasn't a thing back then. Yeah. I mean, I don't think kids, there was no money in surfing back then. And, and most of the younger guys, I mean, HSA, I don't think even was in island back then. I think we were just all in Oahu. I don't know what the outer islands did.
0: Crazy, huh? Mm.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if they had their own things. I mean, you have to imagine, because I know, you know, there was Kaipo Hakias that grew up pretty damn good over there on Kauai. So I'm sure at some point, you know, kind of started to kick in. Are those, those guys really had to travel more than us.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah little weekend adventure over to to oahu for the for the events do you yep. remember ever getting a
1: shot in the mag or when you were younger living in hawaii
2: i'm sorry say that again
1: did you ever get a shot in the
2: mag uh it was just a water rats one um, it was actually a uh, not worn bolster but um uh, i'm drawing a blank on the guy that took the picture but yeah it was like a little editorial a little black and white but it was just us standing like by lonnie's on the beach brock clark kolohe and, and Todd Chester so that was my my claim to fame when I was young <laughs> nice nice that's cool yeah. yeah oh Bernie Bernie Baker is the one who took the picture Bernie so you were kind of
1: uh, right in the mix of of the uh, new school right
2: yes like when I was sc- just ahead of all the new school guys I mean they I grew up being the elder of them, like Ross, you know, Ross lived down the street from us and, you know, we surf with Ross all the time. And then Kelly would come stay at the hills and Dorian would come stay at the hills and the hills were, you know, eight houses away from where I lived. And, and so, you know, I, I grew up surfing with all those guys too.
1: Yeah. So that kind of is an interesting little story, right? Because uh, here you are, you know, you're, you're a North Shore lo- local um, and all these little, you know, little rats are coming to your land and and they're you know i mean like ross is ross is a local shane's a local but like kelly
0: and chris Malloy and yeah this guy even I, well yeah i mean everybody you know went over there for the winter you know whether it was just for a few weeks or a few months but i mean that was the deal you wanted to be in hawaii every winter and yeah. you did whatever you could just to, to stay there <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. You slept on floors. You didn't care. You didn't need a hotel. You didn't need to go rent an Airbnb. That was the whole different thing with surfing, too. Kids just there was ten people on the floors at the hills. You know what I mean? Or at the Malloys. I mean, you just poured out.
1: Yeah. Um. So after after the North Shore, you would you say you moved back to California at seventeen? Yes. Okay. And and what 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 was the reason for for that?
2: Well, I, it was my father was very adamant that us all, all of us kids went to college, and I wasn't the best in high school over there. So, to get well, actually, I should you know say he wanted us to go to college in California. Yeah. He didn't believe in the colleges in Hawaii. So, to get to a college in California, my grades were nowhere good enough, and so there was a family that. actually – So my father was pretty adamant that all of us kids went to college in California, and my GPA in high school in Hawaii was. Probably borderline D-minus. And so uh, I knew the only way I was going to get into college in California was get residency. So there was a family that lived down the street from us on Oahu, and they they moved actually down the street here in in uh, Napomo. And so I had an option to move in with them or uh, my grandparents, who were down in interior L.A. kind of area. I looked on a map, and I said that Napomo looks a lot closer to the ocean. So fortunately I chose here, and I've been here ever since.
1: Nice, nice. So you moved here by yourself or with your parents?
2: Uh, by myself. Oh, at seventeen. Yeah, but I live with a family. I think I'm at sixteen or seventeen. I can't even remember. It's been so long. Sixteen, yes. maybe. My okay. junior year.
1: Were you, were you bummed that you were
2: leaving paradise? I don't know. It was weird. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't know what possessed me at that age to do it, but I just, you know, I felt, you know, pressured to and inclined to get into a college over here because. Like I said, all my buddies were doing well at surfing, but I wasn't. So I just knew, you know, my path if I was going to make one would wasn't going to be surfing at that time. So yeah. I just, you know, moved over here with a great family that I knew, and that I was fortunate enough to to live with them for a couple of years.
1: You, you had to do the hard reality check and say, <laughs> "Yeah, this has been fun and games, but I'm gonna I'm gonna move from the frying pan into the freezer."
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. I had a strict dad, so I think you know his disciplining and uh you know his pushing is you know the probably the, the common denominator what forced it over here.
0: Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, you have good good upbringing, good parents and always had best intentions, you know. Sometimes you know not everybody has or that is that fortunate, but you know, that's a big move to grow up in Hawaii and move, move somewhere else in California and not not be with your parents at that age. You're,
2: you're, yeah, it, you're, it was pretty wild because I think I left the uh, second week of high school, my senior year. I'm like, ah, eh, time to go, and I I don't know. Like I said, I look back on it and it was kind of it's kind of bizarre. But
0: yeah, just...
1: I don't think I could have done that to tell you the truth, Walt. <laughs> I would have been I, kicking and screaming. I look back, I'm
2: like, what was I doing?
1: Yeah, I, I would have said, Dad, you're gonna have a surf bum
0: for a kid. Sorry. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. no, <laughs> I look back now, I'm like, what an idiot. But I don't know. I mean, it worked out well, so I can't complain.
0: Is that so? You went to school and you ended up going to college and getting a degree and everything. But you left. Yeah. you left. Okay. You left. Uh, you spent senior year in high school here. Uh,
1: junior and senior year. Yeah, so that's kind of that's a big transition, man. So, yeah. So not only did you have to like make new friends, right? You had to make new friends in the lineup and and NorCal. <laughs> How was how was that transition to Norcal localism?
2: It was it wasn't hard because I grew up in Hawaii understanding it yeah. and I think you know people people surfers nowadays would probably not understand it at all. I mean Pismo for as bad as a wave as it it, it can be, we had pretty mean locals. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, it was funny because I thought, oh, you know, being from Hawaii, you know, people will be cool. But some of the older guys is like, if you're still a kid, go down the beach. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're, you're down there until we go in or, you know, you're catching the scraps. But fortunately, you know, growing up in Hawaii, I was used to that. It's like, you know, hey, I know my spot, yeah. you know, stay in my lane.
1: It's kind of crazy, like we said. We wish that those things still kind of existed, right? For yeah. selfish reasons. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs>
2: now, now I, don't got... condone, I don't condone violence, but I think a little bit of ribbing and a little bit of you know duct taping the Groms of the pier or you know a little bit of a little bit of ridicule is goes a long way. But yeah. I don't know. That's bullying nowadays, I guess. It,
1: it's it's not bullying, but it's, it yeah. categorizes bullying.
2: Yeah, it's it's.
1: It's called character people. Character
0: and character, character development. Getting getting, getting that, that chicken skin a little thicker, man. Don't be a little wuss.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
0: So so
1: you move over here, you you get what wetsuit did you uh
0: wear?
2: Yeah. How
0: how was that going? Have you even worn a full so, suit up until that uh, time?
2: I still get crap because I think I put the first one on um, inside out, and I think I put the booty, booties on outside the wetsuit. So yeah, I've got a couple <laughs> booties that still hold that over me. That I think it's- is <laughs> oh, the awesome. The O'Neill. Remember the O'Neill's with the white or yellow shoulders? Yeah. My- and blue body. I think that was my first wetsuit. Just colder than hell. Like overlock seams. Just awful. Awful. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were so bad. I mean, oh, my God. Oh, I mean, for those I, think, that- cause I had so many friends that told me in Hawaii, they're like, well, you're going to get in the water there, and you're going to want to move back. Yeah. And- I don't know, like I said, the water was pretty damn cold. I think nowadays it, it's like whatever, it's so nice, wetsuits are so good you don't even notice, but uh, uh, like I said, yeah, the water was pretty damn cold. I'm surprised I didn't move back. Well, yeah. over,
0: overlock full suits shouldn't even, should even be made. Like, overlock does not even hold the water out, it just goes right through, like yeah. they shouldn't even.
2: <laughs> they were so bad. They should be illegal. <laughs> they should be illegal. Those, so those seams are like back.
0: saw blades,
2: Yeah.
1: right? Yeah. They just cut that, they, the
2: There's that too, yeah, the rash. Oh.
1: So, you, you're obviously surfing as much as possible, right? Still, even though you're in mm-hmm. northern or central California, who who uh, who became your your surf buddies? Like
2: uh, back then, I you know it was, it was pretty fortunate that it was you know I guess surfers back then it was just kind of a tight-knit group i mean there was a great bunch of surfers at Aurora Grande high school that you know i ended up budding with and you know a guy named frank richardson was my actually my first friend and we're still friends nowadays and he's a great surfer and you know chris doll jeff Bucknam. and back then it was kind of cool because we had like there was rivalry surf shops i'm sure you guys experienced down there when you're kids but there was you know jg and Wallboards, which was kind of like the devil and the angels you know between yeah. you know because one was you know they were you know the ragers and the partiers and the other were the good kids and, and it was fun i mean there was you know there was there was, i don't know if you'd call it animosity there was rivalry between you know yeah. both shops, but it was fun and it was, and it was to me it was a healthy rivalry
1: so jg is that what you said jg yeah
2: jerry, jerry grantham
1: okay and were they the ragers and you guys were the okay. yeah they were the
2: mean guys the older guys that you know sent us down the beach and and uh pj wall is a great human and a really great local shaper and uh-huh. surf he still shapes i actually surfed with him him this morning he's he's incredible he charges Nice. Uh, i'm not quite sure how old he is we have a couple guys up here that are in their 70s and they just blow my mind daily i mean not daily but when i see them surfing yeah. you know there's mark campbell pj wall tim mckenna uh i there's days i pull up to the beach and i'm like that guy's ripping and i'm like wait a minute that's Marco he's you know 72 that's amazing I mean the guy's going straight up and then getting barrel I'm just like it's it's that's that's the cool thing about surfing I think is just yeah. the camaraderie and, and the elder statements we have and you know that represent us
0: yeah fountain of youth we always say it but you know it surfing is surfing
1: is the fountain of youth for yeah sure. but some guys you know I'm gonna have to ha- have you do some research and figure out what their diet and exercise is <laughs> I'm always yeah. looking into that kind of stuff to prolong the uh the flexibility and you know stamina
2: right (laughs) (laughs) drink lots of water kids drink lots of water as i've gotten older that's key
0: yeah h2o they always say we're always dehydrated you know
2: yeah i was talking to scotty martinson from channel islands this morning and we both have had kidney stones in our life so if you guys are getting older drink tons of water i i I take my big glass of water with me to the beach every day or not but i mean my clean canteen or whatever make sure i drink a big thing of water when i'm done nice (laughs)
1: So, did you finally get some sponsorship uh, over here?
2: Or yes. Did you want to? So, so, PJ Wall or Wallboards was my first shop sponsor yeah. over here, and uh, they were great. And they ended up linking me up with Billabong, which is, is comical— because, not comical, but it's funny when you look back at it. it was Bob Hurley and Mark Reeder. and yeah, they—they they were a tiny, I want to say, like fifteen hundred square foot building right next to the giant Quicksilver building that was there where i think volcom is nowadays yeah and so it's cool because i'm still with billabong and i got to watch them go from you know 1500 square foot to probably what what's their buildings now like 150,000 square feet so it's <laughs> been an interesting you know shock to see so those you know and uh you know you know the, the, i went through several random wetsuit sponsor over the years you know i got if, obviously when you had billabong you wanted to ride for peak yeah and was yeah. rip curl and victory and you know rip crawl because Tommy in those red and yellow suits and Gurr in those suits, so it's and Victory because the custom suits, you know, that yeah. was a great place to. So, yeah, you guys, you guys are HP guys. Is yeah. Victory still around in any shape or form? No.
1: Victory is done. Yeah, uh. we haven't seen that. Greg Wade, who started or did Victory in America, yeah, works with uh Excel wetsuits.
2: Yeah, okay, yeah. Did so you guys do you guys remember the guy Scott? I think he did the team at, at Victory, Scott Baldwin. Yeah, yeah,
1: Redhead Baldwin.
2: Yep, and he, yeah. He, yeah, and he was the Atlanta Falcons fan.
1: I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But hey, now that you bring up football, uh guess who no, I talked no, to you no. today? <laughs> he said you get the worst airbrushes. Wait, who said that? <laughs> your sponsor. What are your sponsors, dude? Scott oh. Anderson said uh your your Viking uh <laughs> your Viking air sprays are the worst.
2: Oh, well, he got me so bad one time because I, I said, because he would always ask me what I want for an airbrush, and they had, there was a couple of really good airbrushes down there. One was at Hackinson, a guy named Cliff. that was Cliff was amazing, and, and sadly he passed at a pretty early age, I think, from cancer. But Cliff was amazing. He was at Hackinson, and I could say, give me something gothic and purple and yellow, and I'd come back with the craziest. I I feel bad for my sponsors when I look back at it now. I'm like, man, I wonder what they paid for those airbrushes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Ando one time, I'm like, hey, Ando, He's like, what do you want for your airbrush? I'm like, just give me something purple and yellow. Well, he actually did it to me twice. I'm like, just give me something purple and yellow. I'm like, your airbrush is good, right? He's like, oh, yeah. So the one time I come back, and it's a full Danny Quack board, purple oh. and yellow dots. I'm awesome. not even kidding. And Aaron Lloyd walks up to me at Pismo. He's like, "Walt, nice dots. <laughs> I'm like, he's like, Where's the glitter? And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like, Ando, you suck. So, so that was the one time he got me. And then the other time he got me is I did this really cool drew it up airbrush. And I'm like, okay, Ando, I want purple and yellow. I get the board back. It's purple and pink. And everybody's like, nice board, Kim Merrick. I'm like, oh wow, you guys. Awesome. And it was a great board too. That's what that one was. That's usually,
0: yeah, (laughs) usually what happens. Huh? It'll be like magic board when you get a purple and pink board. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Good luck reselling that. that. (laughs) So,
1: so uh, you rode for Billabong. How how old were you when you connected with Reader and Hurley?
2: I want to say that was eighty four. Wow. Yeah, eighty four. And Tim uh, Tim Finley was the the sales rep up here. and he kind of helped helped it along. And Tim's a really great NorCal surfer and, and a local up in you know in the San Francisco area. And he was he kind of spearheaded it. And he's he's always been a great guy behind me. And even when Billabong you know in the Hurley and Billabong split, you know he went with Billabong, and I was like, eh, I mean I was at you know elder then and I didn't really know. But Tim was awesome. He put in a good word to Billabong with me, so I went that route instead of going the Hurley route. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's such a, a golden age of uh, the surf industry, right? When when Billabong yeah. was coming up and Gotcha was blowing up and Quicksilver was I, Gotcha it. was
2: so good and, and Life's a Beach and all yeah. that stuff.
1: So were you doing contests then too? or?
2: Yes, and I did a hell of a lot better over here. Nice, <laughs> so, nice. So yeah, I was doing a lot of WSAs, or actually all the WSAs and as many NSSAs as I could. It was kind of cool because I think I was 18 as a senior, and I could kind of write my own excuses to leave. So I would, I think, every weekend, almost every weekend, I was doing an event. So yeah. it was, it was pretty cool how much contests there were back when we were kids. Yeah,
0: yeah, especially if you if you did WSA and then NSSA, Open and Explore, you know. Yep. And and then there's usually always a another random local event on top of that.
2: Yeah, CSA. I think was the other one. I yeah. forget what else there was. I mean, yeah, there was a lot. It was cool. Yeah, and I, yeah, like you said, the Explorer and the Opens. They were separate, and they were bolsa chica a lot of times on those explorers i remember those <laughs>
0: yeah uh <Balsa> chica. <laughs> yeah. Explore, explorer got bolsa chica and open got like Southside.
2: side <laughs> did, Jay, did you ever surf one of those at bolsa chica and it was literally flat i remember surfing one where guys were like running out and jumping on waves and skimming them uh, and getting scores that was the weirdest thing i've ever seen it was I, so bad
0: i am i definitely remember a handful of events where it was flat but i don't not not that bolsa but
2: yeah. yeah it was bad
0: but i do remember like how those events got you to travel up and down the coast, you know, from, I mean, essentially Imperial, which is Imperial Beach, the farthest south south, to Santa Cruz, one of the farthest north and everywhere in between there was events. So uh, a lot of good memories traveling the coast and meeting up with other, you know, kids in those areas.
2: Exactly. And that's how I feel about WSA. I mean, WSA, I met, you know, I was fortunate to meet guys like Peter Mel and Adam from up north and all the way to Scott Blake and Mark Thurston in San Diego and Vinny De La Pena and Pat O'Connell. I mean, it's cool. I mean, you got to know all the kids in California and you buddied up with them and you slept on their floors. Like, I had one surfer a while ago he's like, you know, that we hop out with uh, Still Frothy. And he's like, "Hey, can you help me out find a place to stay?" Like, I got a contest in Huntington. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I know like four people you can stay with." He's like, "No, Walt, we'll the hotel." And I'm like, "What? A hotel? Sleep on a floor? Damn it! This <laughs> is so weird to me." I'm like, a surfers grab a floor."
1: Yeah. So, so um, who were you riding for? Uh, wall boards and then Villabong Yes, and then and then
2: I think you rode for Rip Curl too, right? Yep. The uh, Rip Curl was after Peak. I rode for Rip Curl for quite a while.
1: Yeah. So. Were you also trying to get into magazines at that stage?
2: Yeah, actually, that, that was kind of. I wish I would have. Uh, I guess it, I don't know if it was just a different time or whatever, but I know back then, you know, you had the Chris Burke that was really, and he's ended up being a really good friend. But he was always in magazines, and and he was he was fortunate enough to not. I don't even think he was able, needed to serve a contest, but. I think Billabong back then I think went from reader to Gomez and I think Gomez was really into your contest results and my contest results when I became a pro were okay but then I got injured a couple times but I had tons of exposure in the magazine but I don't think the magazines were appreciated until like when I had to fold up and go back to college it was it was kind of like it got too late and I remember talking to Kirk Tyser about it, and he's when I told him what I was getting paid, he's like, "That's it," and he's like, "How you were getting so much exposure?" And I'm like, "I guess it's living in you know Central California." That's yeah. crazy.
1: So obviously, you know, you're you're an aspiring pro trying to be trying to make money, trying to make a name for yourself, and you're seeing, like you said, a guy like Chris Burke getting a lot of coverage, and I, I think you mentioned Chris Menzies too, right? It was the, um, Trevor Christ,
2: yeah, he ripped. Uh, he still I heard. He still does.
1: Yeah, and Doug, you know, Doug Silva, like all these names that were getting exposure in the mag, um, and really because they're close proximity to the photographers and and the waves, right?
2: And and I think the industry. I mean, it was weird because I still had plenty of uh, for, you know with Aaron Lloyd and Flame. I, you know, actually was a great advocate of mine, and I would drive down and serve, shoot Salt Creek with them. So. Getting photos wasn't really a problem. I don't know why. I just maybe I wasn't aggressive enough with you know pushing for contracts or something when I was a kid, or just living up here. I, I don't know if the value is seen as a, as, a, as much as a guy from you know Huntington or yeah. you know. And I get it because there's way more surfers and marketing, you know. Down
0: there. Well, it sounded like you had the the, the air spray for the for the photos. <laughs> you had the color that was yeah. maybe,
2: maybe that was my problem. You yeah. shouldn't have pink boards and polka dots. Yeah, Flame, flame
0: yeah. loved those colors.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know if very many people know this, Uh-oh. but I think it's pretty incredible that you have like I think two or three waves in Surfers the movie.
2: Yeah, I got a. Uh, what? One,
1: Look at this. Wave. Larson doesn't even know.
0: What? I haven't seen that movie in 20, 30 years. But yeah, I want to. I'm going to rewatch that. Dude.
2: Yeah, you, don't blink. You'll miss me. I got one wave, and that's when Flame invited me down. And he had this ginormous water housing of some new. I think because they were filmed. That wasn't that movie filmed in some really good quality, and for back then, he's, the housing and, and I think it was like twenty or thirty pounds. He went over the falls, and he thought he killed me. Wow. And I remember he came up just going, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Because
1: it was you and Jason Hoey. Yep. And
2: w- was there anybody oh, else? I know Jason Hoey gets the backside floater, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and then who else? Oh, and, uh, Dino and Dino. Yeah. I think. But I think you got like, two gravel. or three waves. I think you get two or three waves. I think I, – I don't know. I think there's only one. I think you're being generous, but I'll no, take
1: it. No, no. I've watched it like <laughs> honestly – uh, I I subscribe to the Surf Network, and they have it. And dude, I I watched it like twenty
0: times since then because that's one of my all time favorite. Great movie. Yeah, this guy's got a great memory, and I, I guarantee it. If he said there was three, there's three ways of you. Well, it, it's crazy. Take it, I'll take it.
1: Do you re- do you remember seeing yourself in the movie theater?
2: I do. Yeah, it was pretty cool.
1: I mean, that was me.
2: But I can't remember if movie theaters were still really that kind of that big. Oh yeah, it was VHS back then. It
1: was. I remember seeing it in the movie theater. Yeah. And um, it was a it was a big, it was a big movie. Yeah. And what's crazy is I don't I don't even think anybody knew, but it was on you know it, it was in the credits and everything that Gotcha put that thing together.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Like, I forgot, I completely forgot the gotcha Michael Thompson. Yeah. Well,
2: how good are some of those quotes in there from Dora and Gerlach wow. and, and Potter? I mean, there's so many hilarious moments. So
0: many, so Almost many, like, ensemble, but it, but it, the timing of, yeah. it, of bridging, like, those generations from, like, the old school that paved the way and put pro surfing on the map to the new generation with, with like, a girl that's just, you know, Talking, you know, just storyteller and super cocky, and yeah. it was just—he's amazing. I it love it. It was just perfect, and, you know, like that mesh of you know the new generation. Yeah. Well, it was cool because, it, like you said,
1: it had Al Chapman. You know, he's the and his quote was one of the best ones ever. Oh. Right?
2: <laughs> Is he the one about the kids going over the falls and your, and all that people going over the falls? No,
1: that's that's <laughs> Mickey Dora.
2: Oh, Mickey Dora so said good. that, but Al
1: Chapman was the one that said. You know, instead of taking waves, why don't you give a wave? <laughs> you know, give a wave. Who knows? Maybe he has a hot sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that one. Uh, but um, reverse. but yeah, like the the Archie quote about style. Uh, Tom Curran talking about you know, in the tube. Sean Thompson talking about the tube. Don't care. I mean, honestly, for you, because.
2: What other movies have you been in? Do you know?
0: I'm trying to remember
2: a Chris Feistrom movie around the world in in eighty waves. Oh sick.
0: Nice. That was a good one too. I
2: I don't know how, but I didn't even know him and it was on a a Puerto Rico PSA and and I'd seen guys up there filming and you know, the movie comes out and I had zero idea and he gave me like a minute long segment. And he gave like Brown like what, two waves and, and Trevor Chris like one wave and all these rippers who I thought were way better than me. And he just gave me this like almost a full song. I'm like, geez, I was so, I was so honored. and I never got to thank him, but I was kind of blown away. I'm like, I don't know where that came from, but that was cool. Yeah. Wow.
1: That's a, I haven't, yeah, I got to rewatch that one. I got to watch that one too. Around the World and 80 Waves.
2: Yeah. Um, so <laughs> he was a great, he was another great video guy. I loved his stuff and his music, his music was all time.
1: Oh, Chris Bison's were awesome. Yeah, he did a great job he he's beyond blazing boards right yep beyond and blazing boards and beyond blazing boards yeah Spicer, oh, yes. yeah yeah he you know it, it's a shame that um there is no movie theaters and surf theaters that that you know we can all congregate in and, and watch because like you said man that's like one of the epicenters of, of getting people together and like you know totally enjoying you know what we do together right
2: yeah
0: celebrating yeah. surfing and watching like you know guys rip and you know it's so fun yeah
2: it was it's was pretty cool for a few years there was a, a wine ways and beyond a group up here that was done by a local hotel chain and we were part of it and we put on a surf movie night we did this for i think five or six years and it was killer we had like chris malloy come up one year we That's had sick. chris perthart come one one year we had a uh, Tori and Al come another year and all those guys were blown away they're like this is insane this is yeah. like the coolest thing we've seen and, and it was just really cool at the Fremont Theater you guys got to check it out in San Luis it's a beautiful old theater kind of like the old Hollywood Theater
0: Yeah,
2: and it's cool yeah. it wasn't quite as you know noisy and ruckus as the movie theaters back then but every once in a while you get a few yells here and there but it, it was, it was kind of cool
1: yeah well you're, you've just given me an idea we're going to start our own late night with chalky movie nights right you know, and we'll do it outdoors so people can like pull up their bean bags and just watch it against the wall.
0: There we go. There go. <laughs> We're gonna use uh, his membership for uh, surf, where, where is this? Surf network. Surf network. <laughs> surf network. There you <laughs> go. So, um
1: So, you you turned pro, right? Yep. Okay. So, how did you turn pro? Like, how, walk uh, us through I, that.
2: I made. I won the U.S. championships. So, and I made the U.S. team for the for the worlds and. I would wait, have wait, had a you won the U.S. championship the and then what? Oh, so, then I also made the U.S. team for the Worlds contest in Puerto Rico. Wow. And I was on a really good roll there. I was the highest placing American going into the grand event, which is you have to serve three contests, full contests, and they take you're the highest, I think, 16 guys. And I think I was third or fourth overall, and I was the highest American. And in my first heat, I had smoked everybody, I, I, and with 10 seconds left, I'm one of these guys I hate paddling in, and I was light years ahead of everybody else in the heat, and I was paddling in, and I thought, oh, I'm just going to go on this whitewash, and I rolled it, and uh, Darren McGee was 100 yards away, and you know how it was back then, I mean, there was a closeout, he didn't even come near me, and they gave me an interference, three out of the five judges, so... It was just such a bummer because I would have and I, I let the door open for Steve Pugh, one of your HB guys, oh, to, to bump it in, in that heat. And so I was knocked out because of my interference. Are you freaking so, kidding me? On a technicality? Oh yeah, my God. And, and one of the American judges called it. So Tom Bujnov, I still. Oh, what <laughs> a I remember to that day. Yeah. <laughs> Three Bougenot. out of five judges called <laughs> it. And one was the American.
0: Just kidding, Tom. I think you, you I just love, love mean a Tom. couple He's of a good guy, though.
1: So, so after that contest, you turned pro?
2: Yep. That was nice. kind of like, you know what I mean? When you made the Worlds, it was kind of like, okay, you got to kind of figure out your direction. So, but doing that, I think it kind of cost me making it to, you know, to the, the ASP levels, and that was kind of delegating me to go to the PSA route after that.
1: So going back that U.S. championship, do you remember who was in the final?
2: I don't know. Chris Billy, I know, I got second. Um, I can't remember who else. I remember the superheat because Kelly waxed everybody, and um, I think I think I got third behind Kelly. Kelly who and huh. Kelly Slater? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kelly who. There's only one Kelly, uh, and I think uh, Robert Scott Blake got second. So yeah, in that superheat. So I I don't remember the men's final that well, except for Chris Chris Billy was you know the NSA big guy that was in there and yeah, set up. Uh, I can't remember. My my brain is so bad. I should go back and look that up. Yeah. Where, where
0: was the event held? Oceanside.
2: No, at Corpus Christi, and the waves Corpus. were actually good. Oh, it, was just, it just Texas because it rotates. It was nasty.
0: Yeah. Nice.
1: So then after that, after the the Puerto Rico contest, you turned pro. Yes. And who are you pro with? Billabong.
2: Uh, same sponsors actually. Yeah. What? Yep. If
1: you don't mind me asking, what were you making? What
2: what? trying to think so i think i was making it wasn't much like a thousand bucks a month and photo incentives
0: okay contest incentives too or just photo uh
2: i don't think there really was con maybe there was contest incentives but i never really hit them so i didn't pay much attention to that but i did make one final and one psa and before i blew up my was it my knee or my ankle now
1: were they helping you with travel with the travel budget or no
2: uh, yeah, well, I, I think Billabong paid me like a grand a month, and my spot, my you know, shops and wetsuits would pay for you know, contest travel and all that stuff too.
1: Who, what shop did you ride for?
2: Same one for wallboards for a while there. Okay,
1: so he had a shop.
2: Yes, he was the. I think uh, the, there was two shops in Pismo, him and, and Grantham, and they're they're both gone now, which is sad.
1: Yeah, but
2: you know that's i guess changes things happen but pj like i said he still shapes and he's 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 got a great following up here and he's a yeah. great dude so i'm proud of him
1: yeah so you 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 did a couple PSAs then
2: yeah I, I did that for i don't know how many years three to five years somewhere around there and uh, I, I had a great run and i think my first year i was about 13th after about three quarters of the events and then i blew up my ankle and it just kind of maybe that was the second year but that that was kind of hard to recover because that took like a six months to eight eight months, and then just yeah. drop back down the ratings and start all over again.
0: Sur- surfing injury? Yeah,
2: uh, yeah, I did this. Uh, no, actually, that was a basketball injury. Oh,
0: <laughs> don't tell the sponsors that, huh?
2: Yeah, don't. no. Nope. But there's a um, there's
0: quite a few of those PSAs around, and you're able to make a pretty good living if you could make make it through some heats. Yeah. You know? Yeah,
2: totally. And they had, they had like, I think every for every heat you won, you got 50 bucks yep. and paid for gas if you won heat. Oh That, that part was so cool. I love that they did that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy at the height of surfing, competitive surfing in the US. It was kind of that era, right? Yeah. Like you still had the, you know, OP pro big event in Huntington, but then you had all these PSAs are all up and down the coast on, on both coasts. Right.
2: Yeah, it was a bummer to see him go because I mean, my god, you had you had, you know, the Kelly Slaters in there and then you had the guys like the David Eggers that were trying to make a comeback and and you saw the Archibalds and the Richie Collins. I mean, I mean, it, there was a lot of talent in those events. I mean, yeah. it, they they weren't just they weren't easy events. I mean they were came you up know, they weren't B League or anything. They were, you know, A minus league. If you look yeah. back at all the Americans that were still doing those.
0: Yeah, I think Dino won it a couple years and yep. Shane Beshin. Shane yep, And did, Mike did, Vinny, Lam-
2: win, did Vinny win one year too? I don't know if he may have or he definitely finished. He was up there. Top yeah, one or two, up there. I think I wanna say Vinny might have won. Yeah.
1: Lamb won it three years in a row.
2: Yeah. Lam is gnarly. He's so good. Yeah. He
1: dominated. We we had him on the show too a while back. But um yeah, he was saying, like, dude, you know, why travel the world and spend all your money when you can send, you know, sit and do domestic events and, and double your salary practically, right? Yeah. Low, low,
2: Especially like he's always winning. Yeah.
0: <laughs> low low overhead. Easy you know. for him
2: to say. Yeah. Jeez.
0: But not not spending a lot of money traveling and it was similar to what you're doing on the WSA NSSA. You're going to you're just going up and down the California coast and maybe a an event or two in Florida or Virginia. Yep. And, and you even had
2: a couple in Hawaii.
0: In a couple in Hawaii. There'd be yeah. Alamoana, you'd have a a summer event and a winter event over there. So
2: yep. do um, you remember was it Ronnie Maestro or Robbie Maestro that
1: did uh, that? Ronnie Maestro.
2: Ronnie, right? That's why I thought it was Ronnie. Ronnie was, he did he That was really cool. It was a bummer that went away. That was Body that was Glove. Like the cool Surf out. out?
1: The Body Glove Brothers. Yep. Ronnie and, was it Bobby Meistel? I think so.
2: Ronnie and Robbie, I think. Ronnie and Robbie.
1: Okay.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I think so. We'll fact check it later.
2: <laughs> hey, wait, I thought you knew everything.
0: Yeah.
1: Almost.
2: You. <laughs> 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 now you're going to remember it for sure, right?
1: Yeah. Um, so, so the ankle injury—that did that kind of do you in for pro surfing or what?
2: It, it kind of put me behind the eight ball to like get back into the seated rounds and all that kind of stuff. And I think the next year, I, I I strained my knee surfing. I was surfing actually. So just those dumb injuries, kind of, you know what I mean. And the confidence part was kind of hard to get back. Yeah. And that's and that was the hardest part because I was really confident in contests up yeah. until those to those injuries
1: so um it's kind of funny that you know in hawaii you weren't focused on being a competitive surfer right and then you moved to california and you were hyper focused on being a a competitive surfer
2: right yeah it, it was weird i mean i moved over here and i think one year i won almost every single WSA Invitational. I want all all the regionals that are local ones. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I found my groove over here. Yeah.
1: Uh, the My theory is like you were over there kind of being held back by the localism, right? And but you were being groomed by the waves, your style, your power, your, your confidence, right? Like, you, I mean, it's Hawaii. You're going to surf big waves, right? And you came over here and you were like, oh, wow, there's no no one that can, like, battle me because I'm confident in my surfing and there's nobody that's going to intimidate me from not surfing well. You know what I mean? So that's kind of cool. You're
0: pretty deep. Dude, Dude
1: I'm, is, I'm yeah. psychotic.
2: <laughs> I mean,
0: Hello. How many beers have
2: you had? How many beers have you had? Very analytical <laughs> only over <one>. here.
0: <laughs> yeah. So only we take one. take a break? And you grab some wine? I like grab some beer? Yeah, let's take a – we're going to grab take, take a, I'm gonna a grab one minute break. break. I'm going to grab another Ashland seltzer, hard seltzer. Ashland. So
1: after that injury, it, it made it harder for you to surf contests. Um,
2: yeah, it, it was weird. I don't, I don't know why, but I don't know if it was a confidence thing or – or, or, Jay, maybe you, you've experienced this where you seem like you just run into a string of bad luck. I remember back then, I think it was you needed three waves. And I swear I felt like every contest I'd get two good waves and I couldn't buy a one for my third wave. And I had a whole season like that. And it was kind of like, well.
0: Oh, Jay that, knows that very points. well. That was my whole career. <laughs> <laughs> just needed one more. Just, uh, only
2: don't you need... wish we had two wave system back then? Jeez.
0: Yeah. Wait, why why is there a set coming in like right after the buzzer? I I don't
2: know. <laughs> hey, maybe you remember this one, Jay? Did you ever do the PSAs at Trestles?
0: I did. Yes.
2: I I remember being so bummed because remember South Swells? It was like feast or famine, and I remember like oh, the Swells going to be pumping. I had a, I had one of those heats that was just flat, and I remember getting out and turning around, and it was a bodyboarding heat after mine, and the bodyboarders just were getting like just giant set after giant set I'm like are you kidding me I mean just like seriously just it, like
0: come it, on. it goes it's, you know the swells the southern swells they come from so far away that they they are lowly you know they'll have, they'll be flurries and then you know the sets could be 10 15 20 minute in between if it's a hurricane swell coming off of Mexico then yeah you're gonna get a lot of that pulse but that's not 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 as often as those swells coming from you know. Yeah, I just
2: remember watching guys spinning down waves, and I'm like, oh, I could have been surfing that wave.
1: <laughs> so, so, talking about a Trestles contest and, and Jay, Jay
0: had to pull out of the quarters? Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had a PSA a Tour event, um, and it was in May. My brother was getting married, and I was the best man, and... The waves were just one of those contest events where it was six to eight foot and going off. And I had to take my check early and say, I'm not showing up tomorrow.
2: Oh, and you were in the quarters? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't feel uh, so bad because I, I had to do the same for my sister at Pismo, but I didn't make the quarters. I think I made, I don't know what heat I was in, but I had to check out too because my sister got married and it, and it was like the best Pismo for a PSA ever. And I'm like, okay, well, I got to leave. What a bummer.
0: That's crazy.
2: Yeah. Family remember, first though, right?
0: Yeah. I remember going to Ian Karen's and Alyssa who were running, running them and I went into the trailer and I'm like, hey, can I get my, my money? I, I'm not going to be able to show up tomorrow. So, I'm, And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. They understood. And I, I mean, I would have never passed up, you know, obviously my brother's wedding. But, you know, when the waves were that pumping, you just – and I was on a roll. I, was, I felt, you know, I was at the top of my game. He was game. in his prime. Yeah, I was like, man. And who was in your quarters? I, I couldn't even tell you. I didn't – it didn't uh, matter.
2: Really? <laughs> you must have been thinking, God, I could have taken them. I yeah. could have Yeah. I would have been that would've drove me nuts. Yeah. I remember when I lose those heats. Oh.
0: Yeah. It's all good though. <laughs> That's
2: so, right.
1: So obviously you, you moved over back, back over here to go to college, right? You were saying that you are gonna your dad wanted you to college. And that was your you, you 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 gave it a run of being a professional surfer, right? Um when when was it when you realized like uh I I can't make a living anymore on this.
2: I think, I can't remember. I think I was like 24 or 25 and I just remember, you know, all these guys like Jay and, and the that Malloy's were all coming up and, you know, to get a phone call back from Paul Gomez at Billabong or anybody at Billabong was, was like pulling teeth. And I just realized, look, you know, we're getting replaced or I'm getting replaced. So what, what am I going to do next? And so, It was a scary time, because I I did try college right after high school, and I sucked at it. So, you know, I just luckily went back to a junior college, uh, Cuesta College up here. And and honestly, I recommend for a lot of kids, if they can't can't cut it at a four-year college, don't just bail out. Junior colleges are great. I think the teachers might even be better. I think they're more willing to see you get through. And I have to, you know, I still... My wife and I—we met actually in my English class there, and we both still remember our teacher's name, Miss Shauna Ray, and she was amazing. I was horrible at English, and I still probably am horrible at English, but she did <laughs> teach me to write, and I felt that I, could, from her, I felt like I, I could learn, and that's that's a huge key. With you know, I think being a, a young adult is can you learn and, and having that confidence, and and I finally had that confidence from going to junior college to to luckily I did to to pursue a college
0: that's nice that's, dude. that's awesome and that's good to hear i mean people you know always yeah it's easy to give up when it's not going your way or you're having struggles you know but uh, all it takes is one parent one adult one coach one teacher to kind of help pull you through inspire you to yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly yeah that's were you, were you doing an event were you, were you going to cl- uh, college and doing the psaa at the same time
2: I kind of think I was, but it was kind of still. I think at that time it was kind of half-heartedly. You know yeah. what I mean? It was like I knew, you know, the writing was on the wall, and that college was kind of my my direction. So I can't remember. I mean, that's I have to go back and try to remember what year the PSAs ended. Do you remember? Do you guys know from the history books? Well,
0: it went from you know, it just changed names over the years, so I kind of lose track too. But it went from you know the Bud Tour to the Panasonic Tour to then just um, selective like sponsored events but I I want to say it lasted all the way to 98
2: 99 See, I remember like there was there was PSA and then there was the PSAA. or there was there was there's another acronym but it was totally different owners I remember that and I remember doing a couple of those during college I want it was Oh, well, hold on. Let me get my phone charger. My phone saying low battery. Okay. Don't sec- no, remember Jay. I mean, I remember there was there was that bud stuff, but then after that was, so that was PSAA, But I could have sworn there was a PSSA professional.
0: I think there were. You're right. Um, there was that, and I want to say they were pretty small. They were a quarter were. of the, the purse of you know the money that you know PSA, but. They definitely yep. um, try to keep it going, you know. They're more regional, more low key. Um, I know. I can't
2: remember who did that. I just remember a contest at Ventura at Sea Street. I remember that. But I don't remember, and they were cool. I mean, they were they were good little events. But like you said, yeah, it was a quarter of the price. It was hard to make a living.
1: Yeah. So you pivoted and and focused on school. What what, what were you? going to become what did you uh aspire to
2: be professionally well i thought i wanted to be a teacher but then i realized i, I wouldn't be a good teacher because i would be my dad and i might smack kids around
0: <laughs> i couldn't be a teacher either Hell like, no. i don't have the patience
2: yeah Hell i don't no. have patience i'm like nope Mm-mm. so, so
0: the- you 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 obviously got a degree in engineering that's what i yes. read up on your profile on the internet um <laughs> and what, I mean, what was this, what was the school like to, to go through that degree? Like what, what classes, in, was it a four year and what, did, how did you, oh,
2: Engineers it was supposed big... to be a four year, but I think it might've taken me five or six. I don't remember Yeah, just because, because I, I kind of had started as a, as a teacher. And so or thinking I want to be a teacher for about a year or so. And then I kind of realized ah this isn't for me. And I figured I would try the engineering again. So a lot of math, a lot of science and, uh, And I was just fortunate enough that uh, there was a a teacher that he was kind of a smart ass, uh, but ended up kind of, he appreciated people asking him questions. And I was one of those guys and he ended up giving me a job right out of college. So it's pretty, and and a local job. So that was huge.
1: Wow. That's awesome. In in engineering. (laughs) Yes. So describe to me what an engineer does. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: in In layman terms, what I do is, uh, Architects make homes look pretty. They come up with the design. I make them stand up.
1: Oh, I make Structural. them you know design Structural, for the wind
2: yeah. and the seismic and the you know the loading of people standing on floors or on roofs and so forth. Yeah, to, to make it in a nutshell.
0: Um, were you obviously excelled or, or math was one of your strong suits and, and you know like you said English was was a struggle, but was it something that you just were drawn to or was it easy to like figure it was you know did it come easy or did what, did you have to really grind it out
2: I had to grind it out but I think you know I, I came from a, a grandfather and a father that were both engineers but I also learned I think you know people I don't know if it's the same with kids in day, college today but I had some really good friends in college and I learned to to study with other people and yeah that was you know a, a huge thing because I wasn't on my own, you know, you could struggle and get stuck and if you're stuck on something you don't understand, you just get frustrated. So I had some, you know, guys that were really bright, you know, students that I studied with and that was that was pretty key.
0: Yeah.
1: That was my problem. <laughs> I didn't study with people. <laughs> yeah.
2: Blame your friends.
0: Blame Dude, your friends. I blame Lark. Yeah. I tried to go to <laughs> school for down. seven years. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> the uh yeah, I mean, you know, that's that study group, you know, some people, you know, could afford, you know, tutors and stuff, but yeah, I mean, that still happens today. I mean, I think that's important to, you know, bounce, you know, the workload or or just, you know, help brainstorm some of the problem solving.
2: Yeah, and I think it's also good to like it was a good learning experience on that way too cuz I was always kind of a shy kid, kept to myself, so I think learning to communicate with people and and like I said, when I was done with surfing, I had to get a job. So I was, you know, bussing tables and then moving to waiting tables. And, you know, you got to lose all shyness when you start doing all that stuff and talk to people.
0: Yeah. Were, were you playing hooky at all when, when the waves got good in college?
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, not much. Fortunately, yeah. like I had like a, a Toyota long bed. So I, I had like a carpet kit in the back and all my surfboards under. so. You know, I, I kind of said I have to. I have to admit, I did set up my schedule so I could either surf in the morning or I could go to class and then surf. Or I, I had a pretty good schedule set up, so I didn't didn't lose yeah. too much surf. You're smarter than we are. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to plan it all out.
1: So you said you worked at uh, what, what kind of jobs did you have growing up?
2: Uh, mostly, like I said, in the restaurant business. So that's, that was my kind of my thing. When I fell back and surfing was over, I said, okay, well, I got to start somewhere. Something that's going to support me through college and all that stuff so that was uh, bussing tables first and then kind of working my way up to becoming a waiter
1: what restaurant
2: a couple of them Shelley's, which is no longer here and then another one at alex's which is no longer here and then sea venture which is still here sea venture is a great restaurant right down on the beach pismo overlooks everything and and they were one of the restaurants that gave me a chance at becoming a waiter where you know that this was the the '90s and you know you, you face stereotypical thing. I had the long hair like you, but in my ponytail. And one of my jobs wouldn't promote me to waiter unless I cut my hair. And I'm like, I'm not cutting my hair. Wow. So the C Venture was cool enough to overlook that and go, yeah. just put in a ponytail, you're good. Yeah. And so uh, you know, and I honestly really do credit that for becoming helping me become a little more outgoing and learning how to deal with people.
0: Yeah, customer service is, I think so important to in any any you know development you know like at any age like to be able to talk like you said present yourself but service you know you have customers always right you know you got to deal with it (laughs) yeah
2: And, and talking about pivoting i always i always joke with my wife or tell my wife there was times where i'm like if i if i forgot to do something i would just be like oh you know the chef lost your ticket or you know what i mean you kind of had to like go on the fly and make stuff up and just cover your own mistakes know, I'll, I'll get you a side of fries them. hold on <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: what did you uh did you, once you became you know and you're in california and you're, you're you know you're surfing where, what surf trips did you go on to billabong take you on any trips or did you go anywhere
2: I didn't do a whole lot with Billabong, but Aaron Lloyd, who's a, a local photographer, and like I said, I, I have to credit Aaron for a huge part of my surfing career because Aaron was always really good at working with me um, at, hey, you're closing your eyes or you're making a goofy face or what are you doing with your mouth or, <laughs> you, know, you know, he was very critical and he was a very harsh critic, And but he was an incredible photographer. I mean, he, he's got great shots of, you know, uh, guys at sun- current at sunset and guys at pipe and 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 uh, flame respected him greatly and so he was he was a huge influence and in, in helping me you know with the surfing stuff like that aaron lloyd yes
1: okay that's awesome
2: look him, look him up look up surfing magazine covers he's got a lot of magazine covers davy yeah. miller at Backdoor. i mean this guy could swim like you know no other and it was, it's was funny because i saw him out at pismo the other day and I looked over on the north side and he just got worked by a big set and I'm like, oh man, I hope he's okay. And the guy next to me, is like, well, remember he used to swim at pipe. And I'm like, okay, he's all right. Yeah. Um, did you ever get covers? No, I got a, like, what is it? The centerfold that it was kind of, it was kind of suiting because I got the centerfold. That's the, was the old pull-out poster. And the, the pull-out poster was brought on that airdrop at a huge airdrop at Wyoming. Oh, wow. On, on a head high waves going to flutter on the other side. <laughs> wow, it's like, oh, come cool. on, cool. <laughs> That's a hard everybody act to put, follow, but everybody, still. Everybody put up Brock. Nobody put me up. Of yeah. course. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. What, what um, like, what, uh, when you, I mean, did you go to any other pro events outside of PSA?
2: Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. You, you asked me about travel. Yeah. Outside like... of that. So, no, I did travel a little bit with Aaron Lloyd, and that was. I don't know if you remember, Jay, back then, Surfing Magazine would be like, I don't know how it worked, but I think they'd reach out to Aaron and be like, hey, we want to send you to such and such. And so Aaron would be like, hey, he'd call put, up, put together you know, crew. up guys and go. And so you know, I got to go to Natividad with Flame, and that was cool. That was Chris Brown, and that was the first time Mike Stewart did an arse, and Flame got it. And we didn't know what the hell it was, and Stewart had to explain it to us. And it was pretty amazing to see that. That was the first, I think, sequence of a, a person doing an arse and Kelly got was on that trip and Vinny Chris Brown and that was amazing and then I've been on a bunch of trips with Aaron Lloyd to Peru Dominican Republic Puerto Rico and stuff like and Hawaii and stuff like that what, a lot of trips with Aaron Lloyd what did Mike Stewart do it was called an arse arse I, I air, don't you'll have to ask him why he came up with that name and what, it was, air it was, reverse it was like, spin. do you remember what those were Jay
0: I think it was air reverse air I don't That's know. It? Roll spin. I don't know. Air reverse spin. I forget. I know it's. I'd have it was to look cool it
2: though for back then. I mean, it was he. You know, Mike Stewart still is amazing. Yeah, and so I can picture him doing. Yeah.
0: like an, It was like almost no like, no like an alley oop. Yeah. Twist. Crazy.
1: So, so you you became an engineer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. You, you were a professional yuppie, right?
2: You became a yuppie? No. My, my wife laughed at me. I, I, she's, she's upstairs listening, but she would crack up because I would go to these engineering meetings and I would show up in my shorts and flip-flops and T-shirts <laughs> and these engineers are all in their ties. They're like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I, I never conformed.
1: But the the teacher that was your teacher gave you a job after you graduated? Yes. Cool. He, he
2: was a character. He, he was a bizarre engineer. He, I guess he didn't show up in you know attire as, as suited as well.
0: And what was the what was the firms like most of your job job workload was it mostly uh, homes or business With him
2: it was with him it was a lot of commercial stuff. I don't do as much commercial now, but he was a lot of, you know, commercial buildings uh, you know, like the kind of like the strip mall kind of things yeah. and metal buildings and stuff and that was, he preferred that and and you know, I take whatever I can get. I do mo- I do mostly homes nowadays though.
1: Nice. Wow. Did you ever start your I own?
2: I did uh, Chris Malloy's home, so I did one one server's home. Oh wow, nice! Wow. In yeah, oh is—is he in Ohio? No, he's up here just south of Santa Maria.
0: Okay. One's in Ohio, one's on the ranch, and then one's yes. up by you.
2: Los Alamos is where Chris is. Yeah. Actually, I did some stuff for Keith on his house on the ranch too.
1: Nice. So, so, tell us about what you're doing now. Like, uh, I know your instagram handle is still frothy
2: yeah right so so what we do now is back in the early 2000s billabong had um i think it was early 2000s or late 2000s had not it was called the surf rat series and they did contests i don't know if you remember these jay but they did a contest like an hbe one here one in santa cruz and then they had like a grand final of all those winners and they they had a big event. I don't know when they surf, somewhere down south, and they want a trip to Indo or something. So they did that for a few years, and then I, I don't know if it was a budget thing or just a marketing thing. They they were kind of over that. And Enoch Karras was the uh, marketing guy at Billabong, and and Pismo has always been lacking in contests. So I said, Enoch, you know, uh, are you okay with you know me if I put it together doing an event here in Pismo? And he said, yeah, we'll, we'll totally back you as long well, you know, put it all together. Well, you got our support 100%. And so I think that was – last year was our 10th contest. So we started in, I think, 2011. And, uh, you know, Enoch was, was awesome. And so ever since then I've been able to work with the guys at Billabong and, and keep that event going here in Pismo. And awesome. that's, that's the still frothy. And, and I think, you know, it, it, it just came from, you know, a lot of other – a little. A little You know, different things. But one of the guys from Billabong back then was we were surfing a spot up here and I had actually when I wasn't bald, I had long blonde hair and he he called me the frothy golden retriever (laughs) because I was running down ahead of everybody. So, you know, that still frothy kind of came from that.
0: And nice. And so you started that event at Pismo at what year? Like 10 years, 11 years now, right? 2011.
2: Yep, so. yep. Was, uh, 2011. And then we, we did that for a couple of years and then we came uh, became a nonprofit in 2014. And now we try to, we help out, I think it's about six, we help between six and seven kids locally in the 805 with, well, not that you can't do contests now, but we were helping out with travel funds or entry fees uh, on those guys. And then we help out with about $5,000 worth of college scholarships for local kids that are, you know, either kids of of surfers or are surfers. We've got a great bunch of kids that we we support there. And we also help the local JG programs. And we've also raised funds for some local kids in need for medical needs. So we try to keep, you know, a community-based thing for the 805.
0: That's awesome, man. Is, is, that, is that when you got coined like Mr. Pismo Mayor?
2: <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: Uh, we have to give a
1: shout out to uh, one of our other sponsors, Bonsai Bulls. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. I, I told him that we were uh, about to interview you and he's like, I go. Do you know Walter Sterny? He's like, bro. Do I know Walter? <laughs> yeah, I know Walter. I've been sponsoring his contest for years. Yeah, he has. He's, he's my he's boy. A,
2: he's he's amazing. And, and I can tell you guys a quick story about Joe that is, you know, to show you what kind of person he is. There was, I think it was probably good six or seven years ago. Uh, he was standing at, at a spot kind of south of the pier, and he comes walking up, and he's like, Hey, you know, do you know anything about that? Uh, it's not a Lions Club; it's one of the, one of those other Rotary clubs down here. Yeah, and I said, no, not much. And he goes, well, I went by there, and there's a young boy that was three to four, and he's going through um, lymphoma cancer, and he's and he said, and I and they they asked me to stop by and buy a pancake breakfast, and he's like, and I stopped by and I gave him like 500 bucks, and I'm like, dude, you're insane. And and later on that day, the the, the family was so appreciative, they came out and. And that's Team Mateo on on Instagram. He's he's a young boy. I think he's probably about nine or ten now. And his parents are amazing, and they've gone through some serious trials and tribulations with cancer, and and come out of it fighting. And he's a great kid. And we've raised money for them, but they're they're a great family. We still got to get him in the water, and I keep teasing him that we're going to get him surfing. But his mom and his dad and his brothers, they're you know they fought through cancer and Joe. But Joe kind of turned us on to him because just Joe's generosity is like. And here's this kid. Like, I'm not gonna buy a five dollar plate of pancakes, I'm gonna give you guys 500 bucks. That's so and, cool, and it just shows you what kind of man uh, Joe is from Bonsai, and right, and that's why you got to support those kind of businesses. I mean, anybody that does that kind of stuff, it's like it's a no brainer, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, just heart of gold and, and is so fortunate on what he's been blessed with, but yeah, you know, pay it forward, you know, yeah.
2: give exactly
0: great, great healthy
1: uh, food too so yep. i yeah, wish there was just...
2: one up here i love him yeah <laughs> i know let's get him to get one up there I, yeah. he threatens he threatens yeah i think he's spread so thin though man with hawaii and everything else so yeah hey didn't
0: didn't swell coffee uh kind of hooked you up a couple couple <laughs> of years too
2: you did and then you went mia yeah i, I still know want, i still want some coffee that was it the big wave what was the you had the, the couple big wave what was big wave overhead
0: don <laughs> patrol that's right. That was good. I, I, need, I, I need to bring it back. I Just this whole Keurig and, uh, and espresso, you know, machi- Jeez, machines just over. killed me.
2: Yeah. Don't tell anybody, but I kept a couple bags for myself. Nice. nice. Of course.
0: <laughs> I would have not, expect nothing left, man. That was the best. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I was so stoked when you reached out and you're like, hey, I want to order some coffee and, and uh, you know, I'm going to do this a bin and, I'm like for sure. Let's hook up the the, the guys. To give a gift bag, put in the gift bags. So
2: yeah, surfers are stoked. Like beer, coffee, like was it yerba mate? All that stuff is awesome. And and I'm, I'm a weirdo in that sense. I've tried every different sponsor from you know deodorants to shampoos to whatever. But anybody who will listen, I'm not afraid of nose. And so I was i very appreciative of you doing that, champ Because I go after the stuff I love, which is coffee. Nice for sure. Um.
1: Sure. Uh, Tell us about what you you were just doing lately on your Instagram. Were you doing like uh, giving away uh,
2: scholarships through video? No, what we did this year because the contest with COVID, the city of Pismo uh, this year said you guys can't run your event, and so we said okay, well, do we just roll it up and, and mail it in, or do we do something to kind of give back? And it and it sucks because there's a lot of kids that you know in their their last age of a certain division, so it sucks to not have an event of any form. So we've got a great board board crew, and, and I got to give accolades to uh, Ripper, and you probably know him, Jay, as is, is Jamie George, who is an amazing yeah. Santa Barbara surfer. He's on our board. Ryan All's house, who's a, is a great uh, local guy that works for a marketing company. Guy Jones, who's a, an amazing dentist locally, and then Kyle Applegate, who is another marketing guy here too. And we all got together and just said, you know, what can we do? What do you guys think? And so we, we kind of brainstormed and said, well, let's let's try to do something online. And, it, and it's always weird because you get some people that, you know, don't appreciate it or want to complain about the rules or whatever. But we had a good time doing it. And we had some really great submissions. And so we just kind of did a, a contest online with video base. And I, and, it's, and I think the WCL, have you seen the WCL or somebody else is doing this I think, now too? Have you guys noticed that? I haven't mm-hmm. seen, but I I know,
0: not through the WSL, but it's you know I think um, what's the Rip Curl Grom search? They they were doing the same thing, to so good. I'm yeah. glad
2: they're that's cool that they're I'd be able to do something. I mean, you got to keep it going and keep the Grom stoked. Yeah. yeah, and to
0: what you were you were just saying is you know these kids whether they're they're in their prime at that age bracket and you know. The Rip, rip yeah. Curl, you know, they they did the submission and they were doing an event at the BSR Wave Park. And for any kid, that's like, you know, that's like the trip of a lifetime, you know. And to skip yeah. it a year would just suck. Yeah. But yeah, that's that, awesome. You, mean, mean, that.
2: you know how it is, Jay. Remember when we were grubs and you're in your last year of juniors or boys, you want to win it. And yeah. then it just goes away. You're like, okay, that sucks. So now what?
0: Yeah. You yeah. can't even imagine yeah it's surfing you're out in the water it's social social distancing i don't know I don't and, uh,
2: even even i'm bummed that they canceled all the wsl ones i, I still want to watch it's just a bummer oh yeah. you're
0: come on you're in the you're in the master's division don't 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 shy <laughs> away i know you're probably from the jersey on put me in put me in i want to go get <laughs> spots were you surfing the uh
1: west coast board riders were you in slow
2: yes Nice. I did a couple of those, but I, I had some shockers. I just seemed to seem like get get skunked for waves. I hate Sea Street. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Ventura loves Sea Street. I can't do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh it's a great wave, but you know, again, it's just what time of year they're going to hold the event, and if you're lucky to get twelve. that's yeah. that's, that's our story of surf competitiveness.
2: Exactly. It so, was. I think it was honestly maybe knee high, and I don't think a knee high wave came in for me for like 20 minutes. And the guy behind me was so pissed. He's like, "Get in!" I'm like, "All right, I'm trying to get in. I want to get in. Trust me. So, I want to be asking you more than you want me."
1: So we we talk about uh, we ask uh, a lot of the same questions of our guests, and you know the West Coast board riders is, is one of them, and Fantasy Surfer is another. Do you play Fantasy Surfer? Yes. When, when the tour is on. Yep. Yeah. How do you do? You do pretty well.
2: Uh, I do okay.
1: Yeah. Do you do you play no. in leagues
0: where you put money down or?
2: No, I'm a Taiwan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes it so much fun, Dude. Not Just a trash talking, but the, you know to make a couple bucks on on yeah. top is just like we we belong to a, a league with a
1: like what thirty six people or something like that. I, I, Maybe don't, more? I don't know. I'm in like three or four wow. leagues, but it's two hundred dollar buy in.
2: Holy smokes, yeah, yeah that's too the rich year. for me. But that's for the
0: year.
1: It's for the year. <laughs> but on. dude, if you if you win one contest, you win
0: three hundred bucks. So you win
2: Oh so it's, oh so it's the two hundred is per year and then three hundred bucks is per contest?
0: <laughs> so they you know, if you got oh that guy's if you um excuse yeah. them all. Yeah, it's it's two hundred bucks for the for the season and there's eleven event I mean you're looking at like twenty bucks, not even that an event, but but the the breakdown of the payouts is i think first and second place get paid yeah. every event and then there's a grand grand total at the end of the season first second third it's pretty it's pretty lucrative if you are a good picker of your team but there's uh there's there's some that you know like it's a good promotion for for um, for brands or or uh, retail shops, and surf shops like I think Revolution, Surf, and Camarillo and Ventura. Yeah, they do uh, I, uh, Their own league. And I, you know, I, I sell them Ruka, so I sponsor one of the events. So each event we get a little care package for the winner, and That's cool. you know we've done some with some surf shapers that have given away a board to the top, you know, number one at the end of the season. So it's it's good to you know to keep keep the community involved and it's just a, a fun way we're all fans of surfing
2: no i i agree i kind of almost think the WCL kind of fumbles the ball on that i mean yeah. i'm a huge fantasy football guy and i mean i'll watch scrub teams to see how my players doing and that's where i think that you know the WCL should be capitalizing on on a better way to figure out fantasy yeah. surf them. Yeah. Sur-
1: surfers is perfect uh the the fantasy surfer was perfect and yeah. what's funny, it's Chris Morrow was the one that Chris introduced Fantasy Surfer. To. Yeah, he, he came up with the idea.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I didn't know that. He didn't tell me that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, he was up in Central he, Cal for he, a while, right?
2: He lived up there. He was. Yeah. Moochie. They called him Moochie when he moved up here. Did you surf with him much?
1: <laughs> or did you uh, haze him?
2: <laughs> no i served with him a little bit but not a lot he was he was more in north county he always hung out with dave parminter he didn't come my way much yeah bam
0: bam no yeah. that's not
2: that's wrong bam that's john john yeah uh, oh uh, sorry yeah He's HR- HB. HB. that
0: was H B.
1: Laura <laughs> always gets his parminters uh mixed up
2: they're, they're 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 like water and oil
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: completely <laughs> right
0: uh so what do you so what else are you doing now like with the surf festival it's like tied into the city now right you you were doing the surf event now it's part of like you know more of a broader like event or you know what what happens at these events
2: well our our annual one is 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 the the city it, that one we're kind of on our own, but we had a cool one going with the city yeah. and the wine people that was pretty cool because. Actually it was before board riders, I just thought, hey, it'd be kind of cool to do a fantasy actually true fantasy surf contest and but eight oh five base. So I would pick I think how many captains did I have? Six or eight captains, and we had a list of all the you know, best surfers in eight oh five, all the way from, you know, teens all the way down to the guys in their sixties. And you had to have one guy over, I think, forty-five and one kid under twelve, and so we did like a yearly kind of like a mini uh board riders if you will but just for the 805 a little bit different we had the double whammy typical stuff but you know we had teams and everything and it was and it was pretty cool i mean that was was a lot of fun and that the city was involved with that and they put in a couple i think a thousand or two thousand so the winning team made a, a good chunk of change
0: wow that's really cool
2: yeah
1: hopefully you can bring that back that sounds amazing
2: yeah yeah and I felt bad because I think our team won it for like three years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Who's judging I, this? I, just, I, I was a guy like, I, you know, hey, I'm not going to pick my buddies. I'm going to pick the best team to win. You know yeah. what I mean? am in it to win it. And, you know, and then the last year was a team that – it was kind of cool because last year the team that won, or the year before last because we didn't have a last year, was a team that finished second behind us for every, like, I think, every year. And so they finally got us back. So that was kind of fitting. Yeah, yeah. At least their team stayed the same for all year, so that was really impressive.
1: So, Walt, you you have a, a pretty good relationship. You're pretty tight with Kelly, right? As tight as one can be. So, so tell us about that relationship. How did that? Uh, how did that grow?
2: Well, we were. I think it was the Caribbean Cup in uh, Puerto Rico back in the day. WSA and ESA would pick kids and send them to Puerto Rico to be in like a, a contest down there. And they accumulated. I think it was kind of like, kind of like the world contest, but a miniature version. And Kelly and Sean were both in that, that event. And the, I think in like '86 or so, and that's how I met those guys then. And is down in Puerto Rico,
0: which is like Florida's Hawaii.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah and that, there's some good ways down there, man. I can't complain. That yeah. was a fun trip for coming from all the way from California. I think a lot of Californians declined to go, but it was a blast. I had a great time, and I'd, I'd recommend it.
1: So, so that's where you guys met and like got to be chummy, and, and the relationship grew from then?
2: Yep, and now I probably text him more than he probably wants me to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what did you did he stay at your house? You stay at his house? What what? what um,
2: yeah, both. Um, back then, I think there was actually yeah, there was a couple of PSAs in uh, Sebastian so we'd fly back and same thing like i was talking about earlier where 10 of us would be on the floor in his mom's house and and you know judy's an amazing woman and and same with my mom i mean my mom and and judy and and auntie corinne in hawaii were and, and uncle ron in hawaii were people that just said hey we don't care you know you guys are kids come come sleep on our floor more the merrier i mean i don't think i ever remember any of those people saying no and i remember one trip going to kelly's where I mean I think there was 12 of us on the floor and I was just like this is amazing I mean and Judy just wouldn't say no and Kelly probably probably pushed the you know the window and on or, you know the buttons on how many people could stay but it's like Sean Yano, Peter King, Ricky Schaefer, Akila Ipa, myself, Chris Brown um, I mean I don't remember the rest of them I mean it's just cuz I'm getting old but it was it was a lot of people That's rad. And God bless those parents man I'm not a religious but bless those parents that were just you know tolerant for putting up with us and yeah. you know they're giving us a good they probably realize, hey it's better here than somewhere else and For these kids sure. are on to something good and, and they're all good kids
0: yeah yeah you got to embrace the, the fact that they're they're doing something you know healthy and fun and keeping them out of trouble i mean you, you would hope that parents would support that you know Yeah. and if it's hey i gotta go yeah. spend a few extra bucks on some food and you know throw some kids on the on the floor then so be it So
2: I know it's it's hindsight's twenty twenty on that stuff too. You look back and you're like, man, I wonder how much they had to spend on all those kids. I mean, we try to eat out as much as possible, but still, you know, you know, you know, surfers are we're we're getting into cupboards and eating crap that's around, so it ain't cheap. Yeah,
1: the cupboard is bare after Larson leaves. (laughs) Yeah, I need it all. So so the reason why I bring that up is because you have gotten to partake at. The ranch, surf ranch,
2: right? Yep, yep, which, very fortunate.
1: Which not a lot of people, you know, relatively speaking, you know, there's definitely people that have paid their way, but you got an invite from the goat himself,
2: right? Yes, I, I, I was very, very honored. I mean, and thankful. I mean, I couldn't, that was, that's a trip of a lifetime as well. It's when when did amazing. that happen?
1: Tell us about that trip.
2: You cut out there. Sorry. Tell,
0: tell us. Uh, tell us when that happened, and tell us about that trip. Yeah. Was it summer? Winter? Was it? Was it going off? Was it? Was the conditions <laughs> good?
2: <laughs> no. It was, it was funny. I think the first time he he texted me at like five o'clock at night, and he's like, "Hey, you want to go to the ranch tomorrow?" I'm like, "Uh, yeah. Like, Hell yeah." So I ran up to my wife, and I'm like, "Hey, you know, Kelly's inviting me to the ranch." ranch and i was you know jumping out of my skin and she's like whatever because she's like you mean the ranch in santa Barbara? and i'm like no of this ranch and you know the wave pool and so uh, that was it was just it, that was so cool and, and you know it it's funny because i didn't know what board to ride and what the wetsuit to wear but that was just amazing and and the last time he invited me it was it was kind of comical because he's one of my other buddies that went on the The trip's like, hey, are you going tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, I'm surfing tomorrow. He's like, I'm like, where are we going, Pismo? And he's like, no. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And so it was just like fun, you know, out of the the left field, you know.
1: Yeah, you're cutting out right now. but um, So what happened, uh, you were saying he called you the night before like 7 o'clock and said, hey, you have an opportunity, you know, I'm inviting you tomorrow, right? So you, did yep. you did you get to spend the whole day there?
2: Yes. Yeah. You yeah. got to get up and jam over there, spend the day, and then drive home. And and it's so bizarre. I mean, you don't really think about it until you're leaving that place at you know six o'clock at night, and you're like, wait a minute, I was just surfing and I'm out in the middle of farmlands. I mean, yeah. it's it's a pretty damn like amazing wave. It's like El Cap, but you know, for days.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Larson finally, because I you know I work finally. for Kelly. I work for Kelly, and I've gotten to partake half a dozen times, and it's just so magical, right?
2: Got a yeah, poach, right?
0: Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> yeah, crazy! <laughs> and I've only heard about it and watched it a million times, and I want to thank our our good bro uh, Kelly Thornson, that hooked me up from on the, beach, on the beach, on the beach surf shop, on the beach surf shop, Kelly. That's,
2: that's Monterey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know my, I know my some of my surf history. Uh, I heard that's a great shop. Johnny Kraft and the boys up there told me about that shop.
1: Totally, totally. But he invited us, and we did a podcast with Randy Adler from Moon Doggies. Yep. And um, yeah, Larson finally got to uh, surf some perfect ways and he ripped them. It was perfect, and he
2: ripped
0: them. But so, yeah, did you try to so in so, the so barrel you... the whole time, Jay. What's that?
2: Did you try to stay in the barrel the whole time? Not really.
0: Uh, I was kind of nursing a little bit of a, you know, sore back, but I I mean, you can't not go for the barrel, you know, and uh, the first first wave stalled too much, got eaten up by the barrel. Second wave, I knew I kind of raced it too far. And then every wave after that was on point. (laughs) <laughs> so it does, hey, it
2: does if, a if, you, if, you, if you go with the momentum crew you're going to love this one here's an inside tip for you he told me to fuck off last time I told him this is I got to go the first time with Conan yeah. and he kept stalling and falling and I'm like dude I told him the other day I'm like hey I knew you were going to fall so I could just poach you every time <laughs>
0: that's funny yeah it, it, it's <laughs> yeah, so definitely it's a, a learning
2: curve example.
1: so how many times have you gone? Uh, two two nice yeah. That place is so amazing, right? Are you yeah, good dude, at backhand wanna, like, tube riding? On it
2: and get better on it too. Are you good at backhand tube riding too? No, I'm not good at tube riding at all.
1: <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not either. I'm not gonna
2: sugarcoat it. I'd rather do turns, dude. But that that, that inside section is pretty radical. Backside. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's what I think about the, the right. That right. That right is definitely hollower than the left.
2: Definitely. Yes. Yeah. But I, I did see, like it was weird, the last time we were there, they let the lifeguards go out after us and there was some young kid from like Manhattan Beach that was the lifeguard and he got a barrel like three times on the left and like legit barrels and was ripping. Yeah. And I, I'm like, wait a minute, how did he get barreled there? Like I don't even remember seeing a barrel there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I remember went blowing one left. I didn't go as many left just because the way the the group and the people and the way it's set up. But I don't remember the left barreling except for the, the last little inside section. And I'm doing turns and I'm like halfway through the wave and the thing just bottoms out and just barrels. And I freaking, again, just blew it. And I was so mad. I was like, it doesn't barrel at this part of the wave. I only see it barreling at the end. But yeah, it's, it definitely takes a few waves. And, you know, you got to spend some time there to kind of dial it in. So, well, it's, it's so I got go go to go back.
2: You're like, I just want to fall.
0: Kelly, I got to go back. Not not Kelly Swanson, the other Kelly KS. Kelly Slater, let me... Come on, bro. Let's go. Well, <laughs> it looks like you might have to... Uh, cool
1: party. You might have to call uh, Walt to get you in.
2: <laughs> nah, I bug him. He's like, nope. Um, it's random when he hits me up.
1: Yeah. Uh, isn't it just crazy how... Progressive. I mean, dude, how progressive surfing has become from from not just like wave pools, which is crazy, but the the, the women surfing. Right. It's it's uh, the above the lip surfing. Yeah. Going back to when your sister was surfing and the,
2: and the big wave surfing.
1: Yeah. Going back to what you're you talking about, how, you know, you, you, your sister surfed and she's a pretty good surfer. But to what they're doing nowadays, it's that just Justine Dupont is that right? is that her name that got the big uh, jaws barrel?
2: Justine Dupont. I oh, think it's yeah. Justine Dupont. The, 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 I mean, all those big wave people are just amazing. I don't—I don't even understand that stuff. I don't understand it's like, it either. I'm so glad I'm not a pro surfer. I'm like, I would not be out there.
0: Yeah, that last swell last week is, and
1: then crazy. and then all the groms like how quick. And what are they going to be doing in the next couple of years? You know what I mean? Like progression-wise. Because yeah. you got like, you know, Sierra Kerr, right? Sierra Kerr? 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 And then, um, you know, uh, Jackson Dorian. Like these kids that are coming up, it's just like, are you kidding me?
2: Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of them are well-rounded. Like actually our kid that won the juniors event last year in Stelfrothy, and he any, anyone he got second in our normal event two years ago and he won our juniors video event he's the kid beck adler been charging jaws he's adler. a really nice kid from yeah. like venice and he's a, just a great kid and he's and he's not only an incredible giant wave surfer but he's a great you know aerial kid and it's just like man you know back in the day when you know jay and i were surfing you're either a big wave guy or a little wave guy or you yeah. had your forte and these kids nowadays are just you know across the field yeah and it's fun to watch like some of these guys like kelly just riding you know Three foot boards on twenty foot surf. It's yeah. pretty wild.
1: He's just showing off, though. Yeah, <laughs> he does. It's gotta
2: he's make just it a challenge.
1: He's just being a dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love it. Well, shoot, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean. think uh, we got. Is there anything else you wanted to promote or talk about, or?
2: No, I think you guys nailed it. Like I said, the nonprofit's the really big thing. Like I said, yeah. and I and I think. A lot of you know, and 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 you know, with all the weird turmoil in America, I think people need to start locally and and grow there and give back to their communities and and find a way to somehow get people happy again and yeah. and getting along. I mean, this this whole you know not getting along stuff sucks. I mean, yeah. it's it's not right. That's that's you know, I don't want to get everybody surfing because I want to get a lot of waves. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Let's figure something out, up. right, guys?
1: COVID, COVID surfers. Yeah.
2: Covid surfers, not cool. <laughs> not cool, but it's good. Good for it's uh, good for our, the
1: industry. Yeah, good. For the it sports.
2: is good for the industry. Like everybody's selling out of everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we got to get up and come visit. Um, I don't. I don't travel that much past North? Santa Barbara. Yeah, because that's the end of my territory. But um,
2: oh, come on, man, that's only like forty minutes away, and you can grab Chris Malloy on your way up. I
0: know. We got to come up and uh, do some shredding. Like the next few months is is your prime time. So
2: yeah. just just give me a heads up let me know
0: yeah nice well walt thanks for your time any any uh any nicknames yeah i know i got pismo mare
2: well that the other one was the frothy golden retriever oh when i had when i had hair i don't have hair anymore so the hair's gone yeah me and you both bro. (laughs) (laughs) happens to the best of us right
0: yeah it's all good though it's just hair well, it's good exactly. to see you're you're healthy and, and surfing every day and and um, you know contributing like you said to your local surf community and, and looking after the next generation. I mean yeah. that's really really great. I wish more more of us and people could do that. You know, keep the keep the love and the positivity uh, positivity uh, going forward. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah, like I said, there's great events out there still, like the Manihoni event on you know at Ali'i. I mean, it's 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 amazing that people are still spearheading that. So. I'm proud of the surfers. We're we're, we're a good group. Yeah.
1: Cool. Well, you gave us a great idea. Once uh, we can figure out the logistics, we're going to do late night with Chalky movies, movie night, movie nights.
2: Because we're yeah, they, still they, they, they hey, because we're, they, they, we're they, still they,
0: frothy. We're still frothing. We're still frothing.
2: There, there wasn't a steam, a steam surf shop used to do the same thing that like you guys are talking about. They would throw up the, on the projector on their yeah. wall like, outside, throw surf movies up. I mean, yeah. have the kids come down, sell popcorn, whatever.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll get Bonsai Bard.
2: We'll get Bonsai get Bowls joking. to come
1: and do some bowls and, and do it at Steam.
2: Yep, And have exactly. a
1: still frothy giveaway um, scholarships.
2: Exactly. <laughs> you got it.
1: Bring the popcorn.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Well, shoot, man. Let me take a, a quick picture, but I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna hit you up for uh,
0: some photos and stuff and video. Yeah. Okay. And and get some archives out. You know, I know there's some. You got some gems oh, in there. Oh,
2: dude. I'll dig. Yeah. <laughs> well. Happy Friday! Um, Likewise. Thanks for your time, man. Yeah,
0: stay healthy. I'm glad we we finally got this nailed out with all the technical difficulties we've had.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was that was smooth. After we finally got it all worked out. Yeah. We're,
0: we're rookies. I think we needed to have beer and wine.
2: <laughs> yes, the Modelo.
0: Yeah. And the, and the and the Ashlands. I love the Ashlands. <laughs> all right, brother. All right, guys. Thanks. Thank you. See ya. Peace. Thank you.